0: going up to the old man orange podcast i'm spencer scott holmes and i'm ray dunigan have you been blasting that
1: bat soundtrack of the lego batman movie oh my god that that like song from the very beginning of Lego Batman. Spoilers ahead, post. That song at the beginning of Lego Batman, when Batman first comes in, that is on my workout playlist.
0: Now, that song is so badass. I had to, like, send it to people. It's like, hey, you might not have seen this Lego Batman movie, but you like this Lego Batman
1: metal song. Well, the thing about that whole thing is... Don't get me wrong. Um, we'll go into better detail about that movie. And there's a part near the end where they started bringing in other stuff. And I was kind of like... And my, my initial response, was, my initial gut reaction was like, oh, I wish it was just more DC or more Batman. But then I kind of thought back, like, you know what? I probably got more Batman villains and more Batman action in the first 15 minutes of this movie than I have in any other theatrical Batman movie. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the song at the end. I'm like, I'm like what part of the end of the song? mean, part where you just start repeating how cool
1: he is? Well, yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've listened that song so many times on Spotify since... Well, it's that.
0: funny, too, because I'd be, like, driving down the road, and, you know, you you get you like, blare most of that soundtrack. But then there's, like – the only time that it gets fucking weird is there's that song where, like, the little, like, British kids sing it. <laughs> and that just sounds – it's almost like that, like, you reach over real quick and turn the volume down. <laughs> like, okay, can't have that one. Just well, I even.
1: I, I knew I sat through through tr I I sat through the credits kind of waiting to see if there was, like, some, like, post-credit thing, which there wasn't. But I sat through the credits, and I remember – I don't know what part you're talking about, but the only one I actually got in my way and listened to on Spotify is just that – like who has the coolest gadgets? Batman You know Batman. it's just it really sounds... what's funny about it is it sounds he has got the biggest dick? Batman It sounds almost like if you had like a it almost that, that whole soundtrack almost sounds kind of that song in particular sounds like Well, first off he's just gloating the whole time. It's just Batman's thing about how awesome he is. It's a song about him, about how awesome he is, and then it's also him singing
0: it and playing guitar.
1: And then on top of that it sounds sort of like all the reasons like a 12-year-old likes Batman. <laughs> but then you actually think about it, like, oh, yeah, I really do like the song a lot. <laughs> I guess it's, it's all the same
0: reasons why you like
1: Batman. Yeah. It's sad because it sounds like he has the coolest gadgets. He has a cool car. He does awesome backflips. He's got buns of steel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also just it's one of those things because like I knew. First off, let me say about that movie. That movie has like so many nods, big and small, of all Batman stuff in it. And I knew Batman was going to come in because they have that part. There's, we're going to talk as if you've already seen the movie, folks. Uh, there's the part basically where they lower him down. Joker has...
0: Just explain, I knew Batman was going to come in. And, you know, his name was in the title. at some point. No, he was I knew be- that was him
1: dressed as the mayor. I knew that was him dressed as the mayor. I'm not sure if it was meant to be kind of an homage to um, Dark Knight Returns. But that's kind of how I viewed that. The second I saw, like, the mayor, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, like, Dark Knight Returns, where he's dressed like the crazy homeless lady in the liquor store or whatever. But um, when he comes in, and then he says, like, let's get nuts, and there's, like, the let's get nuts playlist. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that, 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 that part
0: was so cool. Just those little, like, throwbacks. So it's like, hey, you like Batman 66? You like Batman 89? Like, we got them all there for you. Well, so
1: let's not that get... That, what's funny about that is because that's not even a... Batman like that's something that movie was criticized for because that's like it's kind of funny how something get criticized because that is such not a Batman line or Bruce Wayne line but then like it's it's a Michael Keaton line well it's like I feel like that's one of those things like that that movie got so that that part at least got so much shit because people like Batman wouldn't say that Bruce Wayne wouldn't say that but it's so like ingrained in people's minds that now it's just kind of like oh you know what that's kind of cool it's well because now it's classic that's the thing is over time it becomes that sort of
0: thing you know, it's the same thing that, you know, you could say like the shark um, bat repellent. Like that for the longest time was always considered like, oh, she had to go there with the shark bat repellent, blah, blah, blah. But now that's been like around for so long. there's like, no, that's fucking classic. Like you don't fucking mess with that. That's like, that's a, that's a real, you know, old joke there that still holds up.
1: Yeah, and I knew somehow that was going to come back around. But um, second I saw Jaws, I was like, yeah, that's coming back around. But there's that part where he's all like, "Let's get nuts!" and then all of a sudden he just dives at the screen. It has that buildup, and it has like a slow zoom in, like, and then all of a sudden he actually—it's not him actually singing; it's a pre-recorded um, track he made. But there are moments he's singing along to it, because he's just getting so amped up in the moment. And I'll say this: like, you can other people can complain about whatever they want about the movie. The first ten minutes of this movie, which that's not where that's not where the goodness stops. The first 10 minutes of this movie is probably the most Batman action with as many villains as possible on screen, more than anything Batman probably made.
0: Yeah, probably will be for such a long time. It literally starts off in like, okay, you take away the Legoness and maybe like a little bit of the comedy. The way this movie starts off, though, it's like that's how I all- – always wanted i don't care what superhero movie it is that's like i've always wanted one to start off like that where it's like oh fuck he's gonna battle like them all right here and there you know what i mean we're going fucking extreme we're going balls out in this film and nobody's ever done that except for the (laughs) lego batman one
1: yeah and i think they're the reason why they're willing to be more like like try try, i think like with animation in some ways they're willing to be kind of a little bit more like uh experimental with animation other ways i feel like they're going to be kind of um I think I think they'll be like more experimental with the animation, in the context. Of like, okay, let's throw all the fanboy shit out there. But when it comes to actually, like, uh, like probably, like you know, rating, I think they're still going to make it more like PG, G rate. I think it's the one area they're not going to get experimental with the animation.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not in this type. You know, we got Justice League Dark for those kind of moments, but for yeah, for the Le- well, I don't, I don't expect that. Like in Lego, I kind of expect it to be a fun PG. But like, what Same makes it okay. just like just like the other Lego movie? You know, the jokes that they have in there. They're that kind of like double wham, where like both a kid and adult can laugh at it, but for completely different reasons. And I think that's just such a cool thing, anyway. Well, there
1: is blatant adult jokes in this movie that has no problem hiding that's an adult joke. Like, it's, like even a kid would get it. Like there's the part when when he meets uh, Rich, Dick Grayson for the first time. He's like, "Hello, my name is Richard Grayson, but kids at school call me Dick." Yeah, kids be kind of cruel that way.
0: <laughs> I love
1: that line. <laughs> It's just like the small,
0: because this was one of those movies, though, like, about halfway through the movie, I got, like, tuckered out from laughing. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, God. Oh, man, I almost feel like I gotta take a nap now. Can we, like, pause the movie and come back for, like, a bit? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I, like, I don't know if I can keep up. Yeah, I I feel... (laughs) I'm I'm like, man... I haven't had an energy drink in, like, three months, but boy, could I really use one right now.
1: Plus, I went to a late showing. I went to, like, the 9.15 showing, so... Well, the thing about it, like, is the movie happens, because even if you look at the crowd, like, to clarify what I said earlier, like, I think they're willing to be, like, all right, it's Batman, we got all this franchising, you know what, let's throw a bunch of villains in there, let's make it a big, giant, like, you know, just fan fest... I think that's where they're willing to be and kind of like be experimental and just kind of do things they wouldn't do in any other movie where it's kind of like I still think we're a little while off from a theatrical like R-rated or theatrical PG-13 animated movie happening again. But um, even though Sausage Party theaters. in theaters, yeah. Um, but this one right here, holy Christ, um, I'm going to say it right now. I need to see it again. I don't know if it's it's not the best theatrical Batman movie, but it's definitely somewhere in the top five. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I, I would definitely say I can almost even
0: I've only seen it once too, so I'm not going to say 100, percent but I could even say top three. I
1: I kind of feel the same way too, um, because I don't I I still actually like Dark Knight and Batman Begins more than this, but it's still
0: I probably like those two more, and then the only thing is Batman like '89 might like might like in a classic way, maybe just a little bit more, but it's you know it's almost kind of hard to judge the because you know Lego Batman movies kind of doing something completely different. I mean you're not doing you know, it's a fun Batman movie instead of being more of, you know, a serious or even... I don't know. It's it's hard to, like, compare which ones. Like, Dark Knight and Lego Batman, which one? That just sounds like such a weird way of, like, pulling two kind of, like, polar different movies
1: that have the same well, character. Well, it's definitely the best Batman movie since Dark Knight. I think we could all agree on that one. At least theatrical movie. Yeah. The whole thing with it, because the very if, even if you look into the crowd of all the different characters, there are so many deep-cut characters. Like, okay, they made a joke about the lame, like... 50s and 60s characters that disappeared off the map. But then if you look, you'll see I forget his name, but there's the villain from Batman Beyond, the guy who's like basically the other Lex Luthor. He has like green see-through skin, you see his his skeleton, it's black. He's you see him in the background mm-hmm. a couple times. You see the mutant leader from Dark Knight Returns in there. You see all kinds like, you know, King Tut from the uh 66 show. So, And then, even when they go to the Justice League party, you even see like Apache Chief, Eastern Wind, the Wonder Twins.
0: Like, oh my God, Apache Chief is back. And, Fuck, even though he doesn't have a
1: goddamn line, he's back. I was surprised to see him because even in Justice League Unlimited, they had the characters that were meant to be them, but they even changed their names. He was like Long Shadow.
0: Yeah, they got. Well, and that might have been like one of those weird. Maybe at that time period when they were doing that. Because I don't. Well, as I say, was Hanna-Barbera owned by Warner Brothers at that time? At that point? Maybe not. Maybe yay. Who knows? Um, I
1: think there's still...
0: Because nowadays they're all owned together, so I don't think it'd be a big deal anymore. But that time period, that might have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that whole part where, um... I'll say, after, because, like, you know, if, if you've been listening to the show recently, folks, you don't know really a lot about what we do. There... It's been on hiatus for, like, two years. We're gonna get back on it eventually. But we have this show called Drunk Batman we used to do. It started off as live action, then became animation as it went on. Um... And it's basically about Batman as an al- alcoholic, being a wash-up. This one, he's by no means a wash-up. But everybody in the Justice League fucking hates him, as they do in our thing. And there's the whole thing, oh, shit, who invited him? <laughs> you know,
0: there's the- They took some drunk Batman moments here. I mean, I'm not too sure if that's the case. But out of I think a you know, couple hundred people working on that movie, somebody had to see drunk
1: Batman. I don't know. It's only know, got maybe. like half a million views. <laughs> maybe. I'd like to think that, like, because there's even a part when he goes to Gotham Central and he's emptying all his stuff. Now, just gonna start with the weird folks an rs- dr- drunk uh, an Batman's dirt poor, and he can't afford a fuck doll, so he buys an inflatable dolphin that, that that's that's his substitute <laughs> and then when he goes to like G- Gotham Central and he's putting all his stuff on the table, there's an inflatable dolphin an inflatable dolphin there's a dolphin he drops on yeah. so I'm just like um, I, I mean i I doubt it I'm sure it's a coincidence, but at the same time though. I wanted... you don't know there's there's almost like too many little moments in there that i'm like there's gotta be somebody in there who might
0: have i don't care even if it's just an animator that i'm assuming there might be somebody like in he there. just
1: put it in there himself i'm hoping i don't know but um that would be so awesome if that was the case like i just i'm for that reason alone i mean i was already, I was already <laughs> gonna get this movie on blu-ray but that for that reason alone i'm getting the blu-ray and i'm going i'm getting director's audio commentary and i'm fast forwarding right to the point where he plops the dolphin down on the uh on the on the on the, on the evidence table <laughs>
0: I really hope though this going back to like the Lego movie, I hope that the Batman Blu-ray is actually better than the Lego Blu-ray because the only downfall to that Lego movie is, for amazing as that movie is, I was going like, oh man, I can't wait to see the fucking special features on the Lego movie. It's gonna have all kinds of cool stuff of how they made this, and it's like, no, they got like the kitty special features where they're like, hey kids, I'm Chris Pratt, I'm a Lego. Now let's go have some
1: fun. And It's like, oh it's God, probably it gonna is. be kind of like that.
0: I bet you it will be, but it'd be as well as ones well like, come on guys, it's like you got some serious shit going on here, like. I don't, you can put the kitty special feature on there, but put one that's like, give me like the legitimate like making of.
1: No, I get you. Um, I think the Lego brand thing is that's what they're kind of their their whole thing is like sort of a semi <laughs> like, like what are you am a semi like kid friendly adult swim type humor. Exactly, I think that is definitely the case. Well, even like I was kind of thinking of the Lego Batman
0: movie. Like when you're watching Batman, this sounds kind of weird, but Batman's character almost feels like a slight almost like parody of Trump too and I don't know if that just kind of happened because you know the movie's probably been done for quite some time so I'm like well it would be kind of weird if that was the case but at the same time you can almost see some of these things where like he just does it like it's so always I gotta do things my way I'm the one doing it I'm the coolest I think it's I, I always had the best ideas look at I have a whole list that says how many times <laughs> I've had a badass idea how many times somebody else everybody had else had
1: zero it? I don't I don't think it's meant yeah. to be a parody on Trump I think it just happens to be because even before like Trump was running this is how Batman acted in the Lego Bat in the, in the Lego movie And I think it's more of just like, he's like Archer or he's like a total man child who just like, he has the money to do whatever he wants. So he's just kind of in his own little bubble where Batman and everything else, he's doing it for the good of the city. And this, it's more like, I'm a thrill seeker and I got to save the city because who's going to love me if I don't save the city? Yeah, no, no. I'm not saying it's like,
0: yeah, not even 100% like that. I'm just saying like it has just a little bit of feel and maybe that just kind of came just at the same time it just happens to be. I
1: think there's that line who always like it's like who never skips leg day? Batman! Who does who plays? who pays his taxes? Not Batman! Batman.
0: (laughs) That's what I mean like there's just like a little bit of ones like that and I just kind of wonder if those kind of came in sort of He
1: even looks at the camera smiling when he says that line not Batman as he flips the Riddler over or even just the part
0: it's just like such like a retarded moment but when Alfred I can't remember what Alfred asked Batman to do and Batman's like no, 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 no (laughs) When he starts just like flipping retardedly like up the stairs like no 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 (laughs) no, that's like a part like you you try to like sell that to somebody else they might be like dude what's wrong with you but like this I don't know what it's a combination of a Lego Batman and just like I don't know all at the same time
1: well just just like I don't know there's some weird primal thing that kind of comes with it just like the just the timing of just this thing flipping around. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's just something that's funny about re- repetition like that.
0: I, then there's even like... Well, it's kind of... It reminds me of like Team America. Like the what, what makes that movie like so funny is the fact that they're puppets. And you just... It's almost like you laugh
1: harder at like the
0: puppets' movements more than actually even like lines.
1: Well, there's that part in <laughs> Team America where like... They're like at the very beginning like, let's make things interesting. And they just like kind of bump into each other, just running back and forth. Originally... There was going to be some, like, kung fu puppet fight, but they kept on having too much trouble, and it was taking too much time. Like, it might be funny if they just, like, run into each other, just back and forth, and just play this dramatic music like a fight's happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they're just, like, bumping into each other.
1: (laughs) Well, like, another thing about that, like... So the movie opens up, and they have this big-ass, like, you know, Joker's threatening to take over the city... And they have this big-ass battle with, like, nearly every single Batman villain. Not every villain, but, like, every, like, major villain, a lot of, like, random ones. I was looking for Hush. He might be in there, but I didn't see him. And um, as they're battling, like, like Joker gets away, as well as so do the other villains. But Batman stops the bomb. And then he goes, like, everyone's like, yeah, we love you, Batman. Whoa, he's going to go home and party. He goes home. And then there's, like, this five ten minute scene of him just doing nothing which is just flat out fucking. <laughs> no music it's just like quiet just whatever he's doing and it was like for however for how like action-packed and awesome the first like five minutes of this movie is it just goes and like then it suddenly he just gets home and he realizes how boring everything is like he just shows him just putting his like lobster in the microwave and just sit, sits there for two minutes waiting for it. And then like <laughs> and then he sits down like in like
0: like the bat boat area and he's like eating the lobster like on like a little jet
1: ski. Yeah he's like on a bat jet ski just in a bathroom just eating it. And it's from a distance. See this big empty cave with all this shit. He's the only one in there. And it's even some of the small details they get I mean there's only so much you can do with a little Lego figure but you can see him kind of like trying to get butter Onto the lobster As he's <laughs> eating it <laughs> yeah.
0: And then he just <laughs> Well then I just like to He sits there After he finishes the lobster It's like another pause And then all of a sudden He just pulls
1: up like a guitar And starts jamming He just starts lightly Just playing He like tunes it Fixes it Just plays Not Nothing real Just kind of lightly jamming then just we've seen this part part of this in the trailer, but he's sitting there in his like own giant personal movie theater with all these seats. He's the only one there. He's having trouble with the settings, like HDMI one, two, three, whatever. And he's like, Pss.
0: I think one of the funniest parts is he, the movie he picks to watch is like
1: Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it's like
0: I don't know why. Maybe just like I, it was not the movie I was expecting to appear
1: on. There. And then as he's watching it, like he says, like you complete me. He just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just kind of like almost like you completely <laughs> laughing like as if like oh yeah he needs somebody
0: <laughs> i know i think that's just hilarious like that, that that whole scene right there i think it's one of the funniest things but i think there's like the build you got to have that humongous build up to reach like why that makes that you, part even
1: funnier you can't just open up like oh my god you just can't open up on that you need that like the coolest <laughs> Batman action scene in a movie to lead to that next part. Oh, yeah, totally. And there's even that thing where he's just like, oh, well, I'm going to drive by the orphanage real quick, just goes out with a merch gun, just shooting kids with, like, T-shirts.
0: <laughs> I just look at this dude like, donuts around these children, like, so unsafe stuff.
1: And he says, like, for those who didn't get Bat merch, here's some Bat dollars. Just throws some money out and just drives away.
0: <laughs> and I like, too, because that's, like, sort of when I... I think that's when they introduced the Robin character. They used sort of a Dick Grayson... Well, they use Dick Grayson, but they kind of like mix match him, I guess you could say. And he's got weird glasses on, which doesn't really make any sense, but you don't really complain either. I'm like, I feel like that just makes his Lego not look so generic
1: with the glasses. I feel like it's probably, they're trying to make him probably look kind of like Michael Sarah. Yeah, I think that too. And then maybe with the green, maybe with the green glasses, it's kind of like, even though it's a boy. The domino mask. Kind of like domino mask or like Carrie Kelly.
0: Oh, Carrie Kelly. Because yeah, it kind of has that. That's why I feel like it kind of has a mix match of different Mm -hmm. things there.
1: But no and then like you know the, the whole movie it's it's a pretty straight stri- it actually something this movie does which kind of threw us uh threw me a curveball was uh I mean I I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward Batman movie but there's the, there I saw so many trailers and so many little TV spots and ads for it I assumed it was kind of like a Batman v Superman where it's like all right they probably just show me most of the movie it would just be a fun movie but there's so much in that they left out of the trailers which I'm glad about and initially, my first gut reaction was kind of like, I'd rather just have more Batman. But I'm like, well, it's also a Lego movie, so that actually kind of makes sense.
0: You mean when they start... When they go into... Um, the Phantoms? of The Phantoms? up Well, because when, like, you know, Joker decides... It gets to that point where he's like, Batman tells Joker he doesn't love him or <laughs> <But> <laughs>
1: does, the, doesn't hate him. The other thing is, like, they try to... They almost... They have no problem trying to make a gay joke out of this. Like, it's literally... And there's a lot of gay jokes in this one. It feels
0: like this movie's kind of like, without anybody saying they're gay, it's like everybody's just all like, there's the Joker-Batman thing. They kind of make that like, oh, I thought we were in this relationship together. It's like, no, <laughs> Batman just goes alone. You don't need anybody. In the Robin
1: and the Batman thing.
0: Well, that and there's a line I thought was just hilarious. Because Bruce Wayne accidentally adopts Robin because he's paying attention to Barbara Gordon. And then there's the part where like, when Alfred lets Robin to the Batcave... He's, like, hanging off Batman. He's like, oh, well, I can't just take off, like, right here, you know? I mean, like, we gotta let Bruce Wayne know. It's like, oh, yeah, me and Bruce, we both, like, shared custody of you. So it's okay. He's like, oh, so I have two dads. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's just that kind of funny thing. Like, I never thought about that. it was like, oh, it's like, <laughs> he just assumes that Bruce Wayne and Batman are fucking gay lovers. Well, it's also funny because all these things happen. It would make you automatically think Bruce Wayne. But then people just work their way around it. Like, Joker finds out, like, that... Joker finds out that Batcave was under Wayne Manor. He's like, oh, They're roommates? Yeah, yeah, sure. The are roommates, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's how I like too. It's like nobody questions it. They just think that
1: it's these two men living together. Yeah. And then um <laughs> It even, it even works on the scale of being a Batman movie. Like, if you just take away the comedy and, cut co- in like, the concept alone, I think that when the villains they get at the very end, I think that that's the one thing where it's just like, okay, you couldn't do that in a Batman movie. But Lego Batman movie, it works. Like, I'm going to say, basically, and there's, there's even a part, because I, I like this. When I went to go see Lego Batman, I, I want to see it again to see if just almost, first off, to catch the jokes I missed. Secondly, see if this happens again. There's a part, like, after the big, giant, awesome brawl, it's just Batman and Joker left over. And um, what ends up happening is uh, Batman, like, Joker, there's this whole line, like, what about us? And Batman's like, there is no us, or whatever. And they show that part in the, in the trailer, but they show it a little bit more of it in the movie. And it's so fucking brutal it literally sounds like it's basically the equivalent of like no we fucked you mean nothing to me it's the equivalent to that and joker <laughs> even looks sadder in the tra- in this movie than he does in the trailer and so many people were like oh like on that part so many girls no, I in the girl. audience were like oh just like that
0: no, even men were doing
1: that older men too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a guy with like his kid. He's like, that's so fucking sad. <laughs> so it's basically Joker trying to prove himself with the help of Harley Quinn why he's worthy to Batman, and um, his plan is almost getting involved by getting sent to the Phantom Zone to recruit him, and then har- having Harley Quinn grab the uh, bring him back from the Phantom Zone with his new army. And what happens when that when I first found that out was I assumed it would just be a bunch of deep cut DC villains it
0: that's what it's, I thought too like I literally was like oh crap they're gonna go there we're gonna have all kinds of DC parts in here it's
1: not that at all he comes back with villains from a bunch of other Warner Brothers franchises now my gut reaction
0: and even non-Warner Brothers franchises I think too, King
1: Kong's owned by Warner Brothers by this point maybe he's fr- public domain
0: I, I no, because King Kong's universal
1: you're right uh maybe
0: but uh, King Kong might be public domain because of well that's a weird one it's always that kind of thing
1: isn't Kong Island? Isn't Kong Island uh, coming out by Warner Brothers?
0: I thought that was Universal maybe this whole time.
1: Maybe I there's something. Yeah. Well, e- even even that, are still they, if they did, they paid enough, right? They paid some money to get King Kong in there, or they just mispronounce it. They just like slightly mispronounce them, so that's vague about it. But um, well, that's
0: because like because they have like Godzilla in there, but they never call him Godzilla. You know, they got some. They got like almost like a creature from the Black Lagoon, but they don't call him that. Like the certain ones, they don't name them off.
1: And then they have the Wicked Witch from the West, which Wizard of Oz is public domain. But I think uh, well, Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Bo- I don't. I don't think Warner Brothers made Wizard of Oz, but I think they bought Wizard of Oz and they own the original one now. You know. Was that well? They they've owned it for a
0: long time. So unless it was like something like an RKO picture or something that got. I
1: thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was something like an RKO, not RKO picture, but something like that. And then like somewhere in the 70s, Warner Brothers bought it. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, because I I say, they've had it forever. I know that.
1: Maybe unless they always one Warner Brothers, maybe. But anyway, they had Wicked Witch of the West. They had uh, the dialects. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. They had the dialects. That was my
0: favorite. But that was the one where it's like, oh, because at first I was like, oh, that's kind of weird to do that. And then they showed Agent Smith. I'm like, oh, OK. Agent Smith. That's pretty cool.
1: They had the dialects <laughs> from Doctor Who, which I thought was funny. The of the dialects came in, Joker's like, ask your nerd friends. Yeah, I
0: know. I, I was, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's probably what it is. So I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure it's something nerdy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, and then um, there's even more. There is like the there is a Saur- Sauron from uh, Lord of the Rings, the tower, the eyeball thing.
0: Yeah, well, because all the main ones are all Warner Brothers stuff, because then there's Voldemort mm-hmm, but... or Voldemort from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. So and like, I don't know who else. There, there's a lot. But and that,
1: I guess at the fir- at first right. I was kind of like, well, that seems like an opportunity to get in more Batman or more DC stuff. But then, I kind of thought about, like, well, Legos is now all about just mashing all this shit together. And then, Gremlins, the Gremlins.
0: Oh, the Gremlins one was cool. And then I like too because they they had another reference in there when they were on the plane and the Gremlins started pulling the apart pedal. the plane. I'm like, oh my god, there's a heavy metal reference. <laughs> that was badass. Because,
1: because originally that heavy metal, um, that that skit by that 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 uh that short by in heavy metal by Joe Dante that was originally, it was like an orb that was possessing people and turning them into monsters and killing everyone on board. Originally, that was all meant to be gremlins ripping the plane apart. And he says, you know, I'm going to use my idea from that from that, from that that uh, short that I ever got to make and put it into this movie and make gremlins. And that was cool. They went back to the original idea and had them just destroying the Bat plane.
0: But that part was, like, amazing. It's just like, there's so many cool references in here, whether they're DC or movie ones. And then also, too, like, I understand the movie one, because at the same time, you're going, okay, it's Lego Batman. It's like, me personally, I probably like if the script was in process, I'd be like, no, make those all DC characters. That's the way I would have went. But thinking about it, like, for a wide audience, I'm like, well, I understand. Like, because that's the thing is, like, you think you're watching a Lego Batman movie. And if you're somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about Batman, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, there's fucking Lord of the Rings and Matrix and all this other. Like, well, I knew all those things. So having that all come together, I bet you that's really cool to somebody who's not like a super DC
1: fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where watching this movie. It was kind of, At first, I was kind of like, oh, well, let's hoping to see more of the villains. And then the villains, all the different villains team up with Batman at the end to stop Joker and all these other Warner Brothers properties.
0: Yeah, so it all kind of comes around and seems to work out in the long run, I mm-hmm. feel.
1: No, this wasn't... I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I gotta. I want to watch the movie again. Because remember when I first saw it, I really liked it. But I, I feel like I might like it more a second time around, you know? Because there's just so many jokes you just kind of laugh over.
0: Oh, well I agree too because as I said it was like I actually got kind of like burnt out laughing and like not in a burnt out like in a bad way but like it tuckered me out about halfway in the movie so it was more like from my last being like humongous and big it was like <laughs> like almost like you start turning to Beavis and Buddy like <laughs> like you couldn't really take too much of a real laugh anymore
1: well it, when the, plus when the movie first starts that op- opens up it's almost trying to out like break the fourth wall it's, it's almost trying to outbeat Deadpool on that because it opens up before you get the title card just blacks so it's like black all important movies start with black along with creepy edgy music that might scare moms and studio executives (laughs) it's like it's like whatever like slow like distort disoriented panel the the logo lets you know it's an important movie too yeah it's like what are what a bros animation i mean bros bros (laughs) 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 and he goes and it gets like dc just like yeah dc house batman built come at me man come
0: at me bro i just like just all the little things there but yeah it's just like it was like constant laugh best. so really the entire movie is funny it's almost probably the best way to watch is probably to watch 45 minutes of it and then take a break and come back to it and when you're like after you've taken a nap and then watch the next 45 minutes so you're
1: all prepared yeah yeah definitely i mean there there was a few parts where it just felt like it was just like almost like making it rain with jokes. Like one of them's going to hit like, around like the middle point. But I mean, most of them are funny. It's just a few of them just like, yeah, they can't all be winners, but mo- luckily most of them are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, for the most part, I would say, yeah, it's mostly all there. There's, yeah. Just so many little things and details that they have in there that it's almost like, that'd be the great part about watching the movie over. It's just cause I feel like you can't take all that movie in at once, nor can you remember all of that movie in one thing because i just remember all kinds of great stuff but now that I think it, i'm thinking about like man i can't remember half of it now i remember tons of funny things i will say but then also i like a lot of the songs in there too because that was like the thing is i could listen to the soundtrack over and over so like the robin song like even though it's like super poppy it's like oh, that's a fun song i like that one where like robin's like hey i'm texting you in the
1: morning shut up boy <laughs> well if it's e- e- like even like, like i've listened like i said i listened to the Who's the man with the gadgets? Batman. I listened that so many times because even if you just like take out certain parts of it, it almost just sounds like a regular like death metal song if you just weren't even listening to the words.
0: Oh yeah, because well, it's like a really well made song, but even like because
1: the, there's only like eight it almost sounds like, like a Starbomb song, kinda.
0: Yeah, almost like that. And there's only about like maybe like six or seven or eight songs on that entire album because when you listen to the CD, you realize that like a bunch of them are kind of like the just the variations of them and stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's like the robin one and then there's the other batman there's there's the other one where it's like god what the heck is it's like there's another batman song later on too the one where he starts rapping maybe that's a robin song too where he starts to sound like macho man randy savage's rap album but it's (laughs) batman it's like oh my god that's amazing
1: (laughs) i'll say that like people because i listened to some early reviews on this like you see batman beatboxing a lot more than you need to i'm like you mean the one part where he's in the jail cell and he's bored <laughs> yeah it's like i thought they were almost gonna they're making out to be there's a huge musical number at the end where he's beatboxing like uh maybe there's that one little section where he's slightly rapping when he's singing the robin song but whatever you know um it's not even a big deal it's funny like what like is that not funny to somebody like that i think some people just got it even even people who liked it were talking about that i mean, i just think people need to find something to push against i don't know like i like the movie but let me single in on this one thing so i can sound like i'm being a critic
0: yeah just like if- I hate those kind of people so much. Because they're really the most ones like at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with this movie. The only thing that probably, as I said, my and threw me a curveball and it sounds like it did you too is like when they went to the Phantom Zone, I guess just the DC-ness in us was expecting to see a bunch of random ass DC characters. So at first I was kinda like, oh, that's kind of a bum I was kinda like bummed out at first there. Maybe just thing slightly. Here. Not 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 a whole lot, but that to me was like, oh, you could have done a I thought this movie was going to go super DC. I but then when I think like about a... it more, I'm like, no, 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 I, I get why they did that. You know, to make the movie seem way more wide appealing because if they went in there and started pulling out like all these Green Lantern characters and Flash, I mean, that's going to really throw people off. You know what I mean? They already had the random ass Batman characters and that worked fine for that. But to get there where it's like, oh, okay, now we're, now we're going to be kind of confused. And yeah, so I understand like why they did that. And uh, so I think... When I watch it again, I'll be like, oh, no, I'm 100% with that now.
1: Something I did notice that whenever they would acknowledge like other characters, like other villains, I'm not truly really sure why. Maybe they're just trying to drive home they're like, "Nope, that's how he really looks. That's actually Bane. They pointed out to Bane a lot. Like whenever they whenever they made like a, a reference to like a, a villain other than Joker, it was Bane.
0: Yeah, Bane was in there a lot, and then they even the cool thing is they used the Bane voice from, like, Dark Knight Rises, which I thought was funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, or, like, it'd be, like, one of those things, like, I think they're almost trying to, that didn't bother me at all, but it's one of those things, I think they're trying to drive home, because he looks different for, for, in that than he did in Dark Knight Rises, so I think they're trying to, like, nope, that's Bane, that's Bane, just so you no, know. that is Bane.
0: Yeah, maybe that is what they're trying to go for there. You know what's another thing, I think, this is actually something that, what makes this movie really top a lot of even just regular Batman stories is... They have the part where Commissioner Gordon ends up retiring, and Barbara Gordon comes in. And I think I, I like the way they actually kind of did this. It's like instead of her being Batgirl right away, it's like oh no, she was literally training her whole life to become the commissioner. So you know, I like how they, she's like she went to she went to Harvard Police Academy. <laughs>
1: Well, he's at Harvard <laughs> like, for police. It's even said that.
0: Yeah, and she's got, like, a T-Shot on that. And, you know, she... even it's cool because they say, like, oh, yeah, she, she fought the crime in Bloodhaven and brought that to justice there. And now she's here in Gotham. And we're, like, in a lot of Batman stories, it's always like, oh, here comes a new commissioner. What's the first thing we gotta do? We gotta hang that Batman. Let's get a lynch mob out. But in this one, it's like, no, they do it, like, super smart, where it's like, no, no, no. you know, Batman's here. And here's the thing. Yeah, Batman's great. I'm not saying anything against it, but... None of these criminals, they keep coming back. Have you ever noticed that? Like, they kind of point out, like, they kind of break the wall there, going like, yeah, he's been finding these people for 75 years. And no matter what, none of them ever seem to go away. They keep going on committing crimes. But at the same time, we got to work with Batman. So I thought that was such, like, a smart way to kind of tie it in, not making Batman seem like public enemy number one. But it was trying to get him to work together, and the whole thing was that Batman's like, I don't work together. I work alone. I, I feel
1: like it's one of those things where... Um, I feel like that whole aspect regarding the like shit i had something what was it you say what you're saying again one more time there's there's something uh
0: barbara gordon Gordon, teaming teaming
1: together together with with batman Batman.
0: not not kind of like trying to lynch mob him there Uh, was batman saying no and working not working together not being a team player
1: man there's something i was i had for that there's something i thought it was a point i was gonna make regarding that fuck it i i i lost it'll come back to me
0: we'll just but keep any, going like, well it's like i love that part too when they like barbara going first sees robin and stuff she's like is that your son no he's, he's like oh no no that's not my son he's like well that seems a much weirder if it's not your <laughs>
1: kid yeah yeah like it's just like it's actually weirder if it's not your kid <laughs> this is like pantsless kid running around the thing is robin's just so happy there's really nothing that brings him down he's just like bouncing off the walls like nothing and they even kind of get across i like how they're trying to drive home like what I like about these Lego movies is they'll use things that are dark and are sad, but they'll use it in a funny way. Like, a family photo, I always wanted one of those. <laughs> you know, like, they get, like, some of the saddest shit, like, almost a punchline. But, yeah, it's, it's funny at the same time. Well, it's kind of, because that
0: that Robin actually reminds me of, like, early days, Drunk Batman and Robin. Like, that kind of Robin. Before Robin became an alcoholic.
1: Before, or, like, you know, just, like, you know, just hated everything. Yeah, like, like, uh, <laughs> There, there was something regarding the villains i was gonna say but um and a certain aspect of it was i kind of wish that they i mean this isn't like a big deal because they've already have so much going on in that movie i wish they had a chance to make more characters out of like not all the villains because there's so many always hanging around but a few more because they almost treat it like there's joker and then everybody else is a henchman yeah they can so of they kind of do that I would have wished uh, Billy D. Williams, who had, like, two or three lines as Two-Face, had, like, a little bit more, you know?
0: And that or, was awesome that they had him as Two-Face. That was, like, one of those things. I didn't notice that till the credits. I was like, oh, my
1: God. That's such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finally got it, which... I think he would have been an awesome Two Face thing. I think back. so.
0: He, he would have amazing. You could still make think, a Two Face this day. I don't care. He can be old Two Face.
1: I'm gonna. I'll say. You know what? If they do bring Two Face into the DC universe, the theatrical DC universe, I'm gonna say just go Billy D. Williams. Let him yeah, go. Yeah, because if it. Batman's gonna be older,
0: make Two Face be older. Like why not? Like that. That'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, he's a bit older than Batman, but still, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit older. But that's okay. I assume Batman was fighting Two Face when Two Face was already older, anyways.
1: Yeah. 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 He, I mean, that, sometimes they're the same age. Sometimes Two Face is a little older. I think it works.
0: Yeah, exactly. That would be kind of cool. But no, I thought that was awesome how that was there. Another thing that I think was really cool, I like how they made Alfred like a key player too. And he even had his own like costume. It was like a, it was like a butler version of like Batman costume, but I was like, that's badass.
1: Well, the thing about that is that may even be a callback to something else, but um that he actually wore a similar outfit whenever he went driving them around in um the 1940s Batman. He wore like a mask. Well, oh, that's right. I don't know now the the whole the whole, um, the whole like Batman emblem. I don't think he had that, but he would dress no. up like it is a disguise himself when driving them around.
0: That's right. I do. I, I forgot about that. and That makes about sense when they that just drive around
1: point. like in their old like
0: 1940s Ford and then go like beat up thugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one
1: jaywalking. Yeah, get him! <laughs> just start smacking him around. The other thing about that is I kind of like there because they're you know of course being a Batman movie even though it was late at night. There's a lot of uh, people taking their kids to see it. So I like that I could see there's parents I don't know what it is almost a little bit of people watching it might sound kind of weird but parents taking their kids to go see the movie and the parents not looking that excited and then the second they start the second movie gets going you hear everyone laughing but then they have the older references kind of like and that weird one in 1966 and they show footage and like you hear like all the people Adam West Dan. yeah all the laughter you hear on that part was primarily old people not old people, older, well, like, like, people our age and up, more than likely. Yeah,
0: yeah. old, pe- old man <laughs> people, old man-oing people. But I think that's what makes it kind of cool, is that it, it references, you know, things like, it'll reference, you know, Dark Knight, and it'll reference, you know, 89 Batman and 66 Batman, and it even goes back to, like, the serial Batmans and the comic books, and it, and it you know, pulls from so many different areas, like... Other parts, too, this would be a cool part. Once you get, like, the Blu-rays, you could pause it. It's like when he's in the Bat Cave, there's so much stuff in there. Like, when it shows those Batmobiles, I mean, there's, like... 30 of them in there and you're like you just almost want to pause and look because you know i could catch a couple of them it's like oh there's batman forever there's 89 batman there's 66 batman there's the batman one with the face mask on it from like the comic there's you know but it goes by so quickly you can't see them all i
1: remember what i was gonna say now originally what i like about this movie is one thing i liked about it was they almost acknowledge like everything even though it would be a continuity error but fuck it who cares it acknowledges that all the other it's kind of like everything batman rolled into one You know, it doesn't really answer Mm -hmm. questions like, well, Robin wasn't there before, but like they make jokes and references kind of like when Joker first gets there, he says like, I got a better plan, better plan than the uh, two boats, the bomb. Oh, way way better than that. Better than the parade with the Prince music. Way better than that, you know? (laughs) And then when he's having is like, it's the movie doesn't isn't afraid to actually stray away from actual emotion, which same thing with the original Lego movie. It's Because at some point, like, when Joker is having his real big moment with Batman, not a moment that's meant to be all that funny, he actually says, for 78 years we've been going at it. Kind of, like, self-aware <laughs> that, like, no, this is all kind of, like, within the same universe, within the same continuity of some kind, or just, or that's based off this, or something to that effect. And I kind of like that it really broke down this, it's kind of like uh they sort of, even though Joker is really the villain, out of that, they kind of make Batman the villain in some way. Because when he actually gets to the Phantom Zone, he's like, no, no, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I need to get back there. He's like, well, you're not a bad guy. And they're going through all the shitty things he said and done to people. Yeah, you got this like robot like,
0: scanning Batman going through all his life. It just kind of shows Batman just being like a dick well, over there The thing is, it's here. not really,
1: it reaches a point where it's not even all that funny. With the combination of the music and the things he's doing is you're not a bad person. But you're not a good person either, you know, and then it shows like the part where he says to Alfred and like when you when when, the, when it first happens, you laugh. But it... Yeah, my internet's being all shit again. Well,
0: I'm just overheated, which is something that most people can't say.
1: Oh, yours overheated?
0: Yeah, my, oh. I
1: look back and like,
0: oh, it's sitting in the sun. So it re- when, like, if it gets too hot, it'll just turn itself off. So,
1: OK, here I thought it I was just had to shit. move it out
0: of the way. Yeah, no, that's all it was. Okay, but you were saying Alfred
1: Alfred like there's a part where he Batman's all saying to him like saying like well, like Batman's like, you know, I took you under my wing. Maybe you take this kid under your wing. And, and then Batman's like, Alfred, you never were a parent, so you don't know what it's like either. You, you don't have parents. You don't have a family just like me, you know? And then, like, <laughs> or, it was something really shitty and condescending. Yeah, it's a
0: really shitty Batman line.
1: Condescending line. When he first says it, it's so fucked up. You smile and you laugh. But when they replay it, and it's Batman looking at it through a different prism, and they have the sad music playing over it, it actually, all these things he said, he said and done are genuinely actually heartfelt now the thing about it is i'm not gonna lie people can go ahead and call me a pussy but when i first saw a lego movie when i first saw it i actually i didn't but i came close to crying there's the part well go ahead.
0: oh i was just gonna say whenever it's an alfred moment that's always <laughs> the part that's always like the tearjerker. because i remember it's like there's even a part it's funny but like this is like almost like in that movie when batman comes home he's all computer where's where's alfred at and it's like He's upstairs tiling the fifth
1: bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tiling. And those are always those things where you like, God, Alfred works so goddamn fucking hard. doesn't matter if it's the comic book, the movies, like whatever it is, I always feel so bad for Alfred. It's very rarely do you ever go like, you know, I mean, like I don't feel bad for that Alfred guy. It's not like he's kicked up. Like, what's Alfred doing? Oh, he's downstairs watching movies. He's been watching it for
1: the last eight hours. No, he's fucking working hard. I feel bad. You feel like when Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are working on it, you feel bad for Alfred so much. Cause there's that part in zero year where Alfred's just saying, you know what? Like, I don't like the idea of you doing this. Quite frankly, you doing this behind a mask seems kind of cowardice, you know? And then he grabs him by the collar. He's just like, really? What's coward, what's cowardly for me about doing this? Well, you're just polishing silverware your whole life after you went to this and went to that. you're just working for my family. Never had the guts to find a real job. And he smacks Bruce. He's like, I'm sorry. I should go. And he walks out the door and then like Batman's this whole time he's been working with this voice command like hook thing. He says come back. Alfred turns this I was talking to the hook. And then like <laughs> Alfred just keeps you see from a distance he like from a distance you see kind of like walk, like brushes away at his eye. And then once he leaves Batman then gets mad like why the fuck did I do that?
0: like fuck you hook
1: yeah well he's almost more like yeah it's almost <laughs> kind of like right, he he comes back around they've always come back around and make up but that was one of those moments where you could see batman was like just like why the fuck did i do that i'm such a fucking asshole in this movie he's almost like oblivious to that to be in this is like total ass to like alfred because this is like one of the few cases where he loves being batman he loves doing it because he loves the attention and he just doesn't you know, want to go out and do the actual, have a real family or have anything of substance.
0: Well, at least it's like, there's like on the Adam West last movie that came out, the Cape Crusaders one, that part was too. It's like, it, it comes around in the end of that movie, but first when Batman's like firing Alfred and Alfred's out living on the street. <laughs> go, you're like,
1: holy crap. And it's funny too, because you're like, this is in the Adam West one. <laughs> well, because he got, well, it was funny because he got sprayed with some with some shit that would make him basically acts more like how batman really would act because he was quoting dark knight returns he was quoting like let's get you want to get nuts let's get nuts you know <laughs> he was doing all the he was doing all like the darker weirder lines and then like uh when he comes back he says like well i was working along with bruce wayne the whole time because we had this we had this mutual agreement that if he ever fired me, it was because he was under some kind of influence of an evil potion, you know, just some very convoluted thing.
0: <laughs> but it is—I remember the first. It's like when he, I don't remember what he says, but it's just like such, like, oh my god, he's just like, get out of here, Alfred. We don't need your assistance anymore. Just, it
1: was like some Alfred did. Some, it was like very some very small thing, like he, like yeah, like something broke or he did something wrong, it was like nothing that big of a deal. It was like you, like you could leave for the night. No, forever something like that yeah it's just like oh my god there's just there's so many of those
0: moments it's like even in batman arkham Origins, i remember that part too and like they had that big argument there towards the end and everything that's like poor alfred i always got put up with so much crap from this guy
1: i know and but i'll going back to what i was saying originally like the original lego movie i'm not gonna lie the part when um it cuts the live action and you see the kid interacting with will ferrell dad like, that whole part... I'm not going to lie, as much of a pussy as it made me sound, I kind of came close to tearing up on that whole scene right there. Now... Oh, yeah. This movie, I didn't... Maybe because I was almost expecting that, so it didn't really happen. But the parts that actually did get emotional were genuinely emotional. Because when there's, like, the robot brick thing talking to Batman about going back, it's not playing for laughs. It's just like, look, I got to go back. I got to fix it. Second, I promise I'll fix it this time. It was almost kind of like... A Christmas Carol, or it's a Wonderful Life kind of moment where he's just like, "I can fix it this time." I'm like, well, how? You keep doing the same mistake. What are you gonna do different this time? And it's like a very sincere, emotional moment in the movie.
0: Oh yeah, totally. And just kind of getting that part where Batman finally because that's the thing about this movie too. Just like the other Lego movie, it's got like an amazing like moral at it. And I know like I think that's one of those ones that like. Trying to tell that to like a 15-year-old kid is like, I don't need movies that have morals in it. I need movies that have like cool action in it and like Keanu Reeves and things like that. And then like as you get to an adult, you're like, I like when the movies have a good moral. I think they should have a message, damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Send the kids something home with. Well, like I'm going to say this. Um, you and me, we both like the DC movies. Um, I'm not – I wasn't huge on Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm still – I'm a major defender of Man of Steel. I really like – I like Batman v Superman. I know it has its problems, but I like the movie, but I'm a major, major defender of man of steel. And, but the thing is, I think there were only two movies in. And I think at the moment though, this almost seems like the the closest thing Warner brothers has to either a Marvel cinematic universe or a Pixar, just these movies that come out and everyone seems to like them. Now we won't know. there's only two movies in the third one coming out. I was, when I first heard that movie was being made, I'm like, whatever. Then I saw the trailer. I'm like, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> you know, because it's like the Ninjago thing. My nephews watched Ninjago. And I saw a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about the Lego movies. The main reason I was apprehensive when I first heard about a Lego movie being made was because I saw these Cartoon Network movies and these straight to video ones where the animation looks more like very. Just very, you know, CG. very CG, very Where these ones are made to look like stop motion. So there's the straight DVD and television stuff, and those aren't really all that funny or that great. I've watched a few of them with my nephews, and I even watched one of the Lego Batman ones on Netflix, which is like, okay, that's kind of. And it was not nearly as up to par. Yeah, and there's like a few funny moments, but it, it's not a different, it's a different kind of Lego Batman. It's not like it's Lego Bat. It's almost like Batman from the comics but he's in the Lego universe where everyone else is being kind of funny and wacky. And, um, yeah, so
0: it's more like a serious, in a sense, serious, but kid serious show. Not like a, co- almost like half comedy, half like
1: it still adult. is. A, it, I'd say the the one Lego Batman movie I watched on Netflix, you know, like I was just curious one day it was like Batman. He had to go. It was almost like Batman. He had to get different members of the justice league to stop. I don't remember who but basically it was almost kind of like all right now I'm gonna go work with the Flash and I'm gonna go work with Wonder Woman now I'm gonna work with Superman and everything else was being all funny Batman was the one big I'm serious but everyone else is being funny I don't like it you know and it wasn't it wasn't god-awful but it wasn't amazing it was, it was like you know if you're a little kid you'd probably love it and I saw because I've always wanted to get
0: those mainly just for the fact I'm like well I own everything else Batman was I feel like that's Something missing from my collection and i remember seeing the trailers not thinking they looked i'm like yeah they're probably decent i'm not expecting them to be like a dcu movie but you know
1: you know the one i the only one i watched was decent it wasn't like i gotta go out and own it i didn't really feel like need to watch it again but it was like yeah whatever hmm. it wasn't it could have been way worse let's say that but um i watched some of the stuff i watched a little bit of ninjago with my nephew and like this show is a bunch of horse shit this is fucking stupid and then they – so when they say they're making a Ninjago movie, I'm like
0: – did, did you literally think you became your dad sitting down watching CatDog with you, like, in your brain? This is fucking horseshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I felt it. I felt like – I'm like, we we'll are you going to grab a beer?
0: You just felt like you, – you looked in the mirror and it was just you of like, a white like mustache
1: and glasses.
0: Like, I have finally become him. Now I am the older one who doesn't
1: understand. I'm suddenly wearing a NASCAR shirt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't like it unless it's Show emerson lincoln palmer as far as music's point. concerned <laughs> i literally turned into my dad
0: <laughs> you pull out two concert tickets to emerson
1: lincoln palmer you're like was
0: i there last night i don't remember
1: and then like um but no but anyway yeah i was just sitting there i mean i i wasn't gonna be like talked down to him like this show's fucking stupid it's like yeah because i'm fucking older so of course i'm gonna find it's fucking stupid but then seeing the trailer for Ninjagu,
0: that looked pretty fucking good.
1: <laughs> it's fucking funny. I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's just, it's that same type of humor. It's like some of those, it's like even like the delivery of the character's lines. Like there's the part where like, you know, they're fighting the evil bad guy. and he says like, this is like, Oh, we'll fit. We'll fight again. Like, I know dad. And they stop like, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. What, what was that? I didn't hear you. Oh, I, I didn't say nothing. No, yo you said something. What'd you say? I, I was talking and then I said, I was done talking. Dad takes off his helmet, and he's like, "Lloyd." He's like, "No, no, no, it's Lloyd. No, no, it's two L's. I, I named you. I know."
0: We just like because that's always like that's like the main Irish way to name Lloyd is of two L's. That made me laugh.
1: <laughs> he even said like, "It's thing like you ruined my life." Just like, "How can I ruin your life?" I was even there for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that line out there, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I think the thing about the the I almost want to call it "Ninjango" because I feel like that's the old man way to pronounce it, but it's "Jago." And it's that thing where I look at that and go. You know what? I don't know anything of these characters, but if it's gonna be just as funny as Batman in the Lego movie and it was well written, I'm like, I'm there. I don't care. That looks awesome.
1: More of this. Yeah, and it's it's different from the cartoon which I've seen with my nephew. It has the whole like same style as the movies and that same style of humor. So I mean right now it's like two for two, so it's like they've got they've we'll see how this next one does, but it seems like it's almost kinda like, wow, um the one thing that Warner Brothers is putting out that everyone seems to like are these Lego movies of all things. Well, because it's kind of funny. It's like really, if you let's
0: just say like you made the Batman movies like the way that the Lego movie is, but just kept it serious. It's like that's that's what they got there. They're doing everything you want. You know, what I mean, they look identical to it. And it's like that's that's what you want. You know, you look at those characters, you know who that is. Bane, that's Bane. You know who that is. They don't have to even say that, even though they do say it. They but say you know who that they is. They say it's, <laughs> they want you to know who it is, but
1: you already know who. I think it is. they amazing. kept on saying it just for in case of the people who saw Dark Knight Rises but don't read the comics.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, there's there's just so much good stuff in that Lego Batman movie. Like, yeah, it really is. I think if somebody told me that was their favorite Batman movie of all the time, I'd be like, I understand. That makes sense. You know, it re- realistically, probably is the most well-made Batman movie of all time. I just kind of got like, well. You know, I always got a soft spot for the '89 Batman movie, and I always like Batman and Robin quite a bit. And Dark Knight's so good, and Batman Begins is like the perfect example of how you do an origin movie. You know, and then there's all the DCU ones. So I got a lot to compare to, but yeah, overall, it's like it's it is so amazing. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's like one of those things where the movie it really did just it just kind of hit all the right notes. You know, it was funny, the action. You they made they found a, they found a way to make Legos fighting look cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, the stylized of it looks great. And the thing about the Batman one, compared to, like, the other Lego movie, it's actually less of a Lego movie. They just happen to everybody looks like Legos. Because in the other one, I just remember, like, there was a lot, like, oh, yeah, we got to build stuff. And it was all kind of, like, based off Lego and designing and being, like, do you follow the instructions or do you build it yourself and all this stuff. With this Batman one, you know, he builds a couple of vehicles, but that's about it. There's not a whole lot of building in this one and things like that and not really, like, Lego-oriented stuff as much. It's more... It happens to be a Batman movie that just happens to have a Lego skin, if you There you know
1: what I mean. There's a couple of uh <laughs> there's a couple of moments where even like even though the movie is still pretty uh funny the whole way and they do take there's a few moments where they do take a moment to get serious. But I like how they even find a way to double layer like a sad moment on top of that. Like there's the part where he has to go it alone because he's Batman and it's like the final battle and he has like, Alright guys, go go inside the uh, scuttler and see if, you know, grab some supplies and there's a couple vitamin waters in there you know just something random like that they go in there then he locks it up and then he's just like go out of here get the blood haven just like wait where it's safe i got this alone, i'm batman whatever and then the scuttler is just like all nuzzling him like it's a dog like no you go you go <laughs> <laughs> no i like what they had that like it's a dog movie like the moment where you have to get rid of air <laughs> like it's Casino man like you get out of here you'll be free <laughs> exactly something like that and that, that movie is just like – it just, I can't really just say how – I just can't really help but just get get across how good that movie did. And, and I want to see it again. Who knows? Maybe I'll see it a second time. Like, never mind. <laughs> I was caught up with euphoria. You know,
0: I can't imagine that. You know, I think it'll still be – it'll be like the Lego movie where you watch it again. You're like, oh, my god. This movie is even better than I even remember it. And I thought of it being amazing at first. And then, yeah, I think the Jago one's going to be awesome. I just think that those Lego things, it's strange enough, like, as far as movies go, that's the thing they're, like, the most dialed in with. Because, you know, like, the games are like those ones, like, you play one Lego game, you're like, oh, man, this is really awesome, this is really fun. Then you play a second one, you're kind of like, well, this is kind of cool, it's really much the same thing. And then by about the third one, you're like, okay, they're literally the same thing.
1: <laughs> it's apparently the games that saved them. Those are the video games. That...
0: Yeah, it's weird how that is, because Lego just kind of got to the point where... <laughs> 'Cause literally kids are like, I want fucking Legos, I want like a video game, Mom. Jesus Christ. I
1: think it was two things.
0: I think A, because
1: Legos were always really expensive. B, Well that's
0: yeah, I to say because poor kids can't really get Legos.
1: B it was also for a while, it was they didn't they only they didn't have a lot of licensing. And I think one of the only licenses they had for a while was Star Wars. And they said, You know what? We got this Indiana Jones style adventurer thing. Let's just get fucking Indiana Jones. Oh, while we're at it, fuck it. Let's get Jurassic Park two. You know, and then I feel like from there they're just like, you know what? Harry Potter. We we had like magic and knights and all that. Fuck that. Let's just get Harry Potter. That's what people fucking want.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, we'll get Lord of the Rings too. We'll have them all. And now it's all I think his Lego must be owned by Warner Brothers, or at least Warner Brothers has a huge share in it.
1: Originally I, I heard um this actually kind of worked out. Uh originally instead of Batman in the Lego movie, it was going to be R2 D2. And then um, – because R2-D2 is – like such a weird – like they're not
0: even like – it's not like, oh, it's going to be Indiana Jones or something like that. It's like – Well, they wanted a
1: big licensed character of some kind and it was going to be R2-D2 with them the whole time. But then that's when the transition to Star Wars was going to Disney. So they're like, "Uh, well, we can get this one little scene but there might be trouble with R2-D2 there the whole time. Like, you know what? Batman, what if we – made it Batman. There's way more, There's way more ways to make it more funnier and do more jokes with Batman. And Oh shit. What if he's like the love it? What if he's like the boyfriend to the love interest? Cause that right there, like who, who wants to compete with Batman? That's like the hardest thing to compete with, you know? So that became the whole thing with it. Like Batman is the dude is like the, is the bro. douchebag boyfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think that works out so well because at first, like you picture, that it's like R two D. I'm not saying that R two D two wouldn't be cool to have Whippy, but it's like how much can you really? You it's know... well, it's one of those things like he would have just been the ultimate tag along character, and that would have been yeah.
1: It. And I think you know, I mean, that would have been. I think if it was a team of people, like everybody they already had in R two D two, that'd be cool. But I mean, Bat- but how yeah. much could he really do? <laughs> but okay, R two D two is cool, but Batman. Yeah, exactly. R two D two is just a gadget in
0: Batman's belt. That's all yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> He's just like one smoke bomb. That's it.
1: Well, it's like, I just want to say there's that part where he's just like, good ideas or whatever else had, zero. Batman, 5,068. You know, and then like and then like when, it, when they, they take someone else's advice, you know what? Good ideas other people had, one. You
0: know? <laughs> like there's three of you there, but we'll just count it as one. There's one part that I think that this, this is a lot of times where we're just going off like, what's the funny part that you like? I'll tell you what I like, but it's been a small week just, for me,
1: so might as well just be all Lego Batman by this point.
0: Small things like this it was like when they first get in the Batmobile, and Batman's like, oh, I love having you here. You take orders like a fucking champ, let's go. And they're driving, he's like, Batman, there's no seatbelts in here. Oh, dude, you don't need no seatbelts or anything like that. And they're fucking driving the Batmobile, just like flooring it through town. And then all of a sudden, this old lady comes crossing out the streets and he slams on the brakes, and Robin flies forward. And- the windshield and then he does that thing that like i just always remember like being a kid and parents do like when like there's like sun come up they're like oh let's put my arm across you now we'll just drive like this it's gonna be okay when we get back we'll have alfred put new seat belts in
1: <laughs> well that whole part is because like what he says like it's his first rule is then they just like zooms in on his face he has this intense look he's kind of shaking he's just like life doesn't give you seat belts and he like just takes a ramp <laughs> And like I like how he gets he gets raw, but not to like just be a good father figure. He says like I can't fit in through this thing, so I need a kid. You you're coming with me. <laughs> you know, gymnastics? Like, you take orders well. <laughs> you know gymnastics. Yeah. And I like how it through it's
0: a sense of like the most dangerous mission to get like the um, the fucking
1: Fortress of Solitude the Phantom. Yeah, well into the Fortress of Solitude, the, but uh, the, phan- the Phantom Zone, the Phantom Zone ray gun yeah. thing.
0: And you know he puts him through all this like danger just to get in there. But there there's just so much good stuff in that movie. It's just. I feel like you'd go on for so long about it and probably come back and converse. it'll be like A Dark Knight Rises but like in a good way you'll just keep coming back to it all the time like remember Lego Batman movie when they did this and that like it's just gonna keep coming around so mm-hmm. I can't wait you know th- hopefully this movie's gonna do super well and they'll make another one and we'll just go from there and have all kinds of Batman stuff mm-hmm. definitely which is all I want now did you see the other really badass movie I didn't get this a chance week? to see
1: John Wick 2 I wanted to I Oh
0: my god, John Wick 2 was one of those ones like you always kind of go in life you're like can they top the first one? And I will say, this day and age, that's actually a little bit more common than maybe back in the day. But this John Wick 2 one was one of those ones where I didn't know if it was going to go like, okay, is this going to be really awesome, or is this going to kind of turn out to be like Taken, where it just kind of goes on, and you realize it's like, oh, okay, Taken 1 is really cool, but do we really need a Taken 2? And I didn't even go see Taken 3. I felt like I was like, well, been there, we done that. We saw Taken
1: 2, we walked out like, it was fun, but it wasn't like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not that Taken 2 is bad, I bet you Taken 3's Probably that one could be better. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I just didn't feel like it was kind of like, eh. You know, what's the need? It didn't feel like something that needed tons of sequels, which is kind of sad. Because like that's Liam Neeson killing people. That should be all I need in life, but sometimes that's not enough. I guess.
1: Just call. It, they don't gotta call Liam. You don't gotta call it Taken Three or Four. Just call it Liam Neeson's Tuesday. Liam <laughs> yeah. Since Thursday. Just work with a gun.
0: The week. Yeah, exactly. I would watch that. But I kid you not, you gotta go see that John Wick too. This movie, I think it would be the movie, like if you need to like educate people on how to make action scenes, every single one in this movie is like it's like a new fucking brand new lesson. You could make you could write a chapter on each action scene in this movie and how they do it and how they stylize it and how it works to literally define like how you make the most like complicated and badass action scenes without making it's just something about it so cool. Every single time he does something in the movie. It's not just a regular, like, oh, he's just going to throw some punches, you know, shoot some people and all this stuff. It's like, no, it's like that's super fucking planned out. And sometimes it can be funny. Sometimes they can have cool ways of how it works. Like, there's a part where they're, he's battling this one guy, and they're around a fountain. And they're circling around this fountain, and the water's going up. So that's creating these, like, blockades. So, like, whenever the water will go down, they'll fire straight through. But there's people around and everything like that. I'm like, that's, block- that's right there. That's, like, an ingenious, you know, you could just have a regular shootout but instead you throw this in there, like, that's awesome. Or there's another part where they're walking through like this kind of airport area and he's battling the same guy because it's like a continual fight and they got these silencers on their pistols and they have their guns hidden from like when people come by and then every once in a while they'll like pull it up and shoot a bullet down because, you know, Keanu's on like the bottom level and this other guy's on the top. So they're just like walking down this like area. Everybody else is carrying their luggage and walking by, not noticing anything and they're just like firing off these little like silent shots as they keep going.
1: (laughs) So it's kind of like each different Action scene is, like, a different style of action scene. It's not repeating itself. No, it's, it's like, this. it's pretty... Kind like of one, Eli. It's like, like a, every action scene in Book of Eli is different.
0: Yeah, like that, but there, there's a lot of action in this movie. And it's one of those ones, like, I guess if somebody wanted to... It's got kind of a simple story. It's like, how we get John Wick back? Well, he made this deal a long time ago, and this guy pulls this token out, and he has to do it. So that's how we get John Wick back. So it's, story-wise, it's a little bit simple. It's not that it's bad, but, it, you know, it gets to the point. But, like, when you see these scenes... Like, they were literally seen. you could take one action scene and fucking study it with a bunch of people. Like, I mean, you just look at this movie, it's like, oh my god, there's so many of them. And just like Batman, I've kind of, like, sort of, like, was overwhelmed and kind of forgot, like, I need to see it again. Just to remember all the different ones in there. But, man, just, like, not only, like, you know, Keanu Reeves really puts the fucking training in. It's like, you know, got this really realistic shootout. You know, all this martial arts, all the fights in there. And then just the different things along the way. And then it can even have comedy, too, like, at a point. Like, this part where they're fighting all the way, and then they end up coming into that Continental Hotel. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys can't be fighting in here. Why don't you – you boys clean yourselves up. Go get a drink. Go talk it out now. <laughs> so they go over to the bar, and they're having a drink. And they just kind of go like, yeah, well, when I kill you, I'll make it quick and easy. Oh, okay. I'll do the same. You know, like, they just have this total, like, understanding about what they're doing. Well, that's what I
1: liked about the first one. Cause I'll, be, I'll be honest. I only knew the first one, like, the concept was – I mean, it is a very simple movie, but there are certain little things they did a good job of hiding, which was they were like, okay, what, what's it about? Well, this dude kills his dog that his dead wife gave him and steals his car, and he's just going to go kill them all. That sounds pretty awesome. That sounds like it's enough. But then you find out, oh, wait, there's this whole secret society of top notch assassins. They have their own currency, they have their own laws, they have their own rules. They have their own services that don't take regular currency. they only take the currency of these like gold coins yeah that these that only people of the society know of. so it was one of those things where I was watching the movie, just like, "Oh wow, I'm so glad they didn't advertise that because that's such a cool concept right there.
0: Sorry, sound like exploding in the refrigerator.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. I, you're looking around I'm like, well, it did explode. That was scary. <laughs> Are you the <laughs> yeah, only one like, there, or is Laura moving John... shit around?
0: Oh, she did, too. It looked like a wine bottle exploded out, like the cork shot out or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you, you, when well, you're talking about John Wick and all of a sudden, like, Gunshots, gunfire yeah. goes off. <laughs>
1: it's
0: not like a silencer. But, um, no, yeah, that's the thing about that thing is there's so much layers to John Wick. Like, it could have been just your regular old revenge movie, and that would have been fine, you know, but it would have been one of those ones you would have thrown on once, when that was kind of fun. Maybe like sort of like a second-rate Steven Seagal movie. No, I'm not saying his movies aren't good, but you know, there's he does have some of those movies you kind of watch once. You're like, yeah, I probably won't come back to that.
1: Well, it's like half past dead. You see, you see like Jaw Rule getting like trying to take down like some 280 pound guy. He's like, motherfucker, you look like you're 45 pounds.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's just kind of things like that. But no, John Wick was like, oh man, it added all these layers to it. And then the second one, like, I really think that you know, almost like, you know, the first one is really cool. I'm not saying anything like that, but the second one, I think, almost might just be just that much better. Mm-hmm. At least action action scene-wise, it's so cool. It's just... And the cool thing, too, is also the beginning of the movie, because I remember when John Wick 1 ended, I was like, well, what about the car? Or, like, that was the other part of the story. Where the hell's the car at? Like, I thought he was gonna find it at the very end, or something like that. That never came around. The movie opens up. He's inside this area, like, blasting people left and right, like, coming to get his car back from the Russian guy, um, the bad guy, and... Pardon. Right. the guy in District Nine, and also the bad guy in Elysium.
1: The bad guy from District Nine, or the guy from District Nine?
0: The guy, the guy from District Nine, and then the bad guy in Elysium. That's the Russian guy that's got it. Oh no, wait, that's not him. No, it's the no, it's the guy from Armageddon. That's right. Oh, okay. The guy's like, I've never seen Star Wars. I got that confused for a second in my
1: head. I forget that bad dude's guy. name, but he's like a character actor, like in every Michael Bay movie. He's like in. Uh... He's in uh he was like in Bad Boys Two. He was the evil Russian in Bad Boys Two. He was also like he was even like the redneck guy in like in like the, the, the in Last Stand with Arnold.
0: Yeah, last stamp, Arnold. Well, he's in this one, too. And he's just, like, sitting in his office. And, like, he can kind of, like, hear all this going on. And he's just kind of sitting there, like, waiting for it. And then it just shows John Wick, and he's outside killing people, left and right, fighting him, shooting them, and everything like that. Then he gets in his car, and he starts driving away. And then, of course, a couple more cars come by. And in the process, they're running into it. So they're, like, damaging his car up. And then he gets to the point where he just starts using his car like a battering ram on everybody. Like, fuck, I got my car back. But now I'm just going to, like, kill everybody with it. <laughs> to the point where he finally goes, and he comes up to the Russian guy at the very end, you know, he's, oh, we're even. And he gets back in his car, and he just drives it off, and it looks like it's just about ready to fall apart in the highway. <laughs> but
1: he got it back. <laughs> That's what's important. It's the principle of the thing. And then he even
0: has he has a small cameo if John Leguizamo comes in. He comes to the pick up his car and go, oh. I'll fix it looking up. Looking at the whole thing. Yeah, I guess I could fix this, you know. Did, I'll get it back to you by 2020 or something like does that. Does he pay
1: him, like, in the gold coins?
0: I, can't, I don't think he pays it,
1: i was gonna
0: say you're just just gonna do it by gunpoint
1: that's all john wick style
0: but no that movie definitely do not miss that one in theme. well
1: even the thing about the first john wick is even the action scenes are very well directed it's just like it may be on paper it may look as if it's just the most bare bones stereotypical revenge action movie but it's just shot really well the cinematography is awesome the action scenes were very unique and then, plus, like I said earlier, the whole secret society or, uh, or secret, yeah, secret society of like assassins.
0: When I look at John Wick, I'm like, that would make for like such a sweet like video game premise. Like that, like you know, he's almost set up to be a badass video game because you know you think about that, like you know, you had, like if you had a game and you had missions, and everything, and you went back to like the Continental Hotel, and that's where you could like upgrade yourself and you could get different parts and different guns. There were so many things you could do in that
1: process. Quick question: uh, The whole thing with because uh, the, they're making a big deal. It's like Neo and Morpheus back again. And without spoiling too much, is Lawrence uh-huh. Fishburne? Is it like there he is for a minute? He has one or two cool little scenes, or is he actually pretty big? No, he he's kind of he's just a cameo.
0: But I think that this is the cool thing I liked about that Lawrence Fishburne. He's in charge of pretty much the hobo mafia. Really? <laughs> I, kid you, I thought that was like one of the cool. I'm like a hobo mafia. I've never heard of that before. That's a badass idea, though.
1: Or it's just they're all homeless, but they kind of, like, have this code of, like, assassinating other people or whatever.
0: Or... Yeah, they're, they're all these, like, homeless people, and they just kind of have this building that, you know, it's not that great looking. It looks like Loris Fishburne's got a couple nice pieces. Like, he almost found, like, somebody threw out a nice chair at one point and a table, and he set it up. <laughs> and they have all these pigeons on top of the place that I don't know what they're sending off on there, but they're up there working. but. There's a part where John Wick goes to hide and he sees this homeless guy and he's out there like, hey, yeah, give me some money! You know, just sitting there with all his trash. And then he comes by and he whips into... Hold on a second. Walmart. You do no. Okay. okay. Oh, I can't write on that one. I that piece of paper. And... Th- Okay, like, Lawrence Fishburne... fuck, where would I leave off at? Oh, no. John Wick's... He's pretty much fighting. He goes to hide by this hobo. Because this, by this point, they had, like, this $7 billion, like, bounty out on his head. So, like, every single person who's this assassin, which they're all over the place, is, like, looking for John Wick. So he has to continuously keep fighting all these guys over and over. And once he finishes one off, he goes around the corner, and then there's another one there waiting for him. And he finally finds this hobo. So he gets down, and he gives him, like, one of the gold coins inside his cup and the hobo rolls him under his trash and then just sits there kind of doing the, oh, give me some money. I'm a hobo, look at me. And then this guy comes up to look at him, and then he pulls out a gun, shoots them, and then takes John Wick into, like, the special area of, like, the hobo mafia camp thing. I just thought that was such a cool idea.
1: <laughs> That's kind of a cool concept, you know, because I know that there is, not every not everywhere, there is sort of kind of, like, like this is going to sound weird, probably nothing as elaborate as it is in John Wick, but, um... I, I I'm really close to golden gate park and there is kind of like different groups of homeless people that kind of live there and they kind of have their own rules of what you do and don't do. And it's nothing as deep or like I, if I threw one of them a gold coin, like, Oh, thanks bro. And probably go blow it on pot. But, um, it's one of those things though. They do have their own little rules and their own, their own little like kind of like society. So that's kind of cool. They found a weird way to fit that into like a, like a action movie like that.
0: Yeah. And then there's another scene too where they're in Italy and I could have swore that remember in um The Spy Who Loved Me when they first show Jaws and they're out in that kind of like dark camp area and there's the statues around and everything like that? Yeah. I think that's the same area that's in John Wick too, and they got this whole action scene underneath there. And then another person they have that's kinda like the main, I guess you could say, villain kind of tracking down John Wick, is they got Ruby Rose, who just feels like in one month, I think I've seen three she's been in three movies in theaters. Who's it's like, Ruby holy Rose fuck.
1: again? That name sounds very familiar.
0: Well, she's apparently from, like, Orange is the New Black, which I remember because we were watching Triple X, and I think that was the first one that she was in this year because she was in Triple X, Resident Evil, and then she was in this one. And I just remember kind of look at that lady and I'm like, man, that lady's pretty, like, good-looking and everything like that, like, you know, pretty hot actress. And then Laura leans over next to me and she's all, that's the actress from Orange is the New Black. And I don't know anything about Orange is the New Black, but I was like, I know that there's this, like, really famous transgender person in there. So I started thinking, like wait a second, is that a man? Am I watching a man this whole time that I thought was pretty good looking?
1: <laughs> Were you?
0: <laughs> no, it turns out that was a lesbian character. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, is that the man? Because, <laughs> you know, you start thinking about it. You're like, well, maybe that is a man.
1: How, are, how do man, I do that? i just being what? progressive. <laughs> no, I'll say this. Every so often, I'll like, and this is going to sound really, really fucking shitty, but like every so often, you'll see like a transgender person, and yet at first glance, you can't really tell at first, like, oh no she, she looks like she looks like she was totally born a woman but then you'll meet one but then you'll meet like someone and just it, it's like the voice more than anything it's the voice that's kind of the big cue in to me there would be some where it looks like not trying to be a dick there's some transgender people it looks like they just threw on a wig and then there are others where it actually where they actually do look like a woman the only thing that throws me off is the voice
0: yeah, Maybe so the so size people that haven't committed all the way yet. The people that are just kind of like, I was just dipping my toes in it.
1: Yeah. Or like, <laughs> you know, and that sounds, I'm not trying to make an overgeneralization just in my own personal experience from meeting them. That's kind of what I've noticed.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's an observation. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all it is. I know, I
1: know. But it's just one of those things where just, like, I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail. Like, he hates transgender. He's saying we're all the same. Not saying they're all saying. Not saying they're going to say that. But... I say there's two categories.
0: Damn it. There's <laughs> the ones that look legitimate and the ones that look like they're just dipping their toes in the water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking sticking by it. No. no, You know
0: what I mean. But, no, she's, like, the main villain, I guess you could say, in this one. There's there's other people, too. I Maybe not the main villain. The main henchman. I guess you can say, and she doesn't. She speaks all in like sign language and everything like that. She's in the trailer there at the very end, mm. which says, "I'll be seeing you, John Wick." Okay. But um, yeah, I, just, I was just like, "Holy crap!" That's like three movies in one month. That's pretty fucking impressive. And it's not like she's kind of like a you know not the main character in any of these movies, but still a pretty good sized character. And you know, John Wick's probably the biggest one, but Triple X she was one of the main characters in that. And then Resident Evil she was in it, but she ended up like I think dying about halfway into it. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I just kind of looked her up a second ago, and yeah, she looks like she's she looks like she she's kind of made for action movies and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so far it's like yeah, in these movies like yeah, this character's really cool. I mean, hopefully soon she'll be able to star in her own movie, like an action one. I can't see why not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, there needs to be kind of like a new female action hero, anyways, because we don't have really too many of them.
1: They're trying to build up Scarlett Johansson for that. Yeah, she. I you mean, like, I guess girl. she could You're sort girl. of. See. <laughs>
0: I know. I will say, though, I, like every single time I see that fucking um, Ghost in the Shell trailer, I go, you know what? That's one of the few times where she doesn't look too weird for that role. Strangely enough, I thought I was going to, like, on paper, I thought it was, there was nothing I was going to like about it, And then you see that trailer,
1: like, huh? It really doesn't look bad at all. Boy, I, I, Here's the thing about Ghost in the, the Ghost in the Shell movie coming out. It's like, I really think they should have got someone Asian. I really think they should have got someone Asian. Or just say, you know what? It's America in the future. If you're going to – because I just hate the whole thing. It's like the Matt Damon thing. I'm not trying to be like a social justice warrior here. But it's like we've got this movie called The Great Wall. It's about ancient China. They're fighting dragons. That sounds fucking awesome. Who's in it? Matt Damon. Why? Yeah. W- Donnie Yen busy? What You know, it's like – yeah. It's like I, I don't really – I mean – and people could say... Well, that, that's because people would be like, well done again. You see, Donnie Yen is
0: a very good actor, but to Mom and Pop in Oklahoma, we, yeah, they we can't, stop, stop they can't take Pop him on in a
1: Oklahoma. Cover, unless he's They're going to be dead punches. soon. Mom and Pop in Oklahoma, they are making movies for Mom and Pop in Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma in the fucking 70s. They're going to be... <laughs> they got
0: to stop the Mom and Pop in Oklahoma. That's what I kind of hate, though, is they still do that, though. Like, well, they still like, go...
1: I feel like that... I mean, don't get me wrong, because, I mean part of me sort of understands maybe throw like a white supporting character in there like oh i you know i i i I drifted onto a boat here and maybe he's not the main character he's a supporting character whatever just throw him in there whatever but my thing is it's like they assume they say like well the only way it's gonna sell is if we have like a white guy or a white lady that everyone knows and i
0: i or a black guy not you know Mostly somebody who's not, you know, because mostly black and white are the two ones that will sell. It's the other ones that get iffy back. The only
1: two black people that I really feel like the only two black actors they really would sell is like, they sell a lot is like Denzel Washington and Will Smith
0: and Jamie Foxx. He's got a bunch of big ones. Samuel Jackson,
1: Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think so much Jamie Foxx. I mean, I think the only people that really lead a movie that you could really bank a whole movie on. I mean, I'm not, I'm talking about a big giant budget movie. I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about just any old like action movie or any old drama. I mean, talking big blockbuster movie. The only ones they really seem to really go for is like Will Smith or Denzel Washington. And I'll be wrong. Well, I know those like the two tin's like one of my favorite actors. So I'm not really complaining about that. I'm just saying the lack of variety they go with. And it seems like they always... The reason why they always get, like, some... Like, you know, a big white actor or actress is because they're like, well, it's the safe bet. And I understand they want to make their money back. But I feel like it's something they tell themselves. I feel like... I think so. I don't feel like that, you know... So many people I know would say, oh, I'd love to see Ghost in the Shell with an Asian star, saying is... She's Japanese. It would make total fucking sense. But... I mean, I'll still. The thing about it—that's why I feel so mixed on the movie because it's not that I even dislike Scarlett Johansson. I just everything about the movie looks like Ghost in the Shell. It looks how I assume Ghost in the Shell would look, except there's a white Mm -hmm. chick in place of a Japanese chick, and her name is still Makoto Kusanagi.
0: Yeah, and they'll probably find some ways. She's a quarter Japanese, you know. Because they why? Because we dyed her hair black, so you know that.
1: Or it's like, or it's like something like, well, she was Japanese, but then she wanted the white model you know, for her robot body.
0: Yeah, so it's... I, yeah, to me, it's, like, one of those ones, like... But I think about, it though, because I, like I, I literally look, and I go, Evan, look at all the movies I have and stuff. It's, like, very rarely do you ever see an Asian person as a main pr- character in an American movie. It's very... They they, they, they can be the supporting role, and, and we're, I'll take this back, unless it's a kung fu movie. That doesn't really count. Like, because, yeah, you got a lot of Jet Li ones, and, you know, some Jackie Chan ones, but even Jackie Chan, he seems to always have to have... A major Chris Tucker, major. Owen Wilson, Johnny Knoxville. He has to have somebody else. With. It's almost like he's not allowed to go without supervision. Yeah. Like, well, Jackie Chan. You know, he can direct, he can write, he can do all this stuff. He's like, yeah. Well, he's in America now. He's a, he's in America, so you got to make sure he's got somebody to supervise him. Get Chris Tucker in here. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: He'll keep him in control. Good... He'll, keep, he'll keep him balanced out. We're going power you know If we give him too much power, he's just going to start karate chopping everybody in the studio. We've seen this before. We know it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> we know. We've seen it before. He's broken a lot of stuff. He'll just you've ever seen this.
1: Well, And like, I... We have to get Chris Tucker in here to calm him down and then like, to go and make the movie. That's the only way it works.
0: You know, I saw that Operation Condor. That's real life. I didn't know if you didn't know that, but uh, based on a true story, and it's a documentary. <laughs> He's just a spy in a movie, like 007. Yeah, them, them Asians, I tell you what, got you confused there with their movie-making skills. <laughs> but no, it's like, and the same thing, too, it's almost like you can't think of, like, a Mexican. Like, there's very few where, like, a Mexican actor is the main character. I'd say there's definitely much more than there is Asian. I don't know why Asian's been, like, the one that's been, like, put to the side for, like, the longest. Like, they've been here for such a long time period, and they've been making movies and BNN stuff, but... They're they're always they're always like shelved like on the back court like you know what if we need you for like the third string quarterback maybe you can come
1: out maybe <laughs> it feels that way I mean don't get me wrong I mean that's the thing that has me so mixed on the because when I first heard Ghost in the Shell movie I assumed low budget cheap as fuck you spent all the money on Scarlett Johansson then I saw the trailer and I'm like oh wow this actually looks like Ghost in the Shell and they said something that was made me really happy they said that um. We're ta- it's it's its own thing we're taking it's not a remake it's taken key like it's taking a lot of po- popular scenes and just slap snapping them in there but it could almost be like the third or the fourth season to the show like they've already been doing this for a while we're not gonna do the whole thing here's your new partner Bato. here's also um uh Ishikawa. you know he like they're not gonna be introducing all these characters it's like they already know each other they always they, they already work together so yeah
0: well, too bad. It's like you know, you almost kind of wish they could do something. Get the people that made the Rurouni Kenshin movies, because those ones was like, oh my god! I mean, they're full on Japanese. So once again, you can't sell this to mom and pop in Oklahoma. I'll be like,
1: I don't understand. Where's Where's my Matt Damon to make me understand what's going on? Get Matt Damon in a ponytail and a scar and like an X shape scar. <on a laughs> just spice. put a red
0: wig on him and he's good to go. Did you watch like, the those? Rurouni- rurouni Ken- I watched all three of those Rurouni Kenshin. I don't Kenshin have two movies. or
1: three. I have one. I love
0: one. Oh, get two and three. Like they're they are all just as good. You know, not a single one bad. And I think it's kind of meant to be this big, fat, continual Star Wars thing. But, like, those movies there, it's like, dude, those movies are made so well. Like, that's, like, that right there, I think, is the definition of, like, how you should make an anime movie. And now, Rurouni Kenshin was one of the ones, like, I've always known about Rurouni Kenshin. I've seen some of it back in the day. I didn't I didn't watch as much as other people, and now uh, it came on Cartoon Network, correct? It did. Um, I don't really know how I missed it nearly as much. Like, I remember seeing episodes, but I didn't see it as much as, like, you or Josh did or anybody I i remember being really into it
1: well here's the thing with me and roni kenshin um this is gonna make me sound kind of hipsterish for a minute but i actually watched it before it was on cartoon network because i had a friend there's that friend who introduces you into anime who's kind of the bad influence that guy who shows you ninja scroll for the first time and you're mm-hmm. you know it's like you're 12 and he's like want to see something fucked up you know shows you yeah he shows, he shows you ninja scroll or he shows you like black black magic 66 or something and um i think it was was it, yeah black magic i think that's what it is that's the one with the role the robot going on a killing rampage it's very 80s. oh i remember that one yeah yeah yeah. anyway roni kinchin he showed me samurai x and samurai x was they changed the name for american audiences but well, plus samurai x when you think about it, like
0: that is such like the 90s name though like you could possibly have like what is he he's a samurai and they call generation x though it takes place in the 1800s With an X on his
1: face. That's why it was the X on his face. And apparently I found out that came to America first, but it was actually a prequel. So they kind of went back and it's, it's in in totally different tone, totally different style from the anime. The anime was like, you know, very shown in very PG 13. This one was very like grim, very dark, entirely different animation style. Um, but then they brought the anime, the uh, actual series, over to... And I, I, maybe the manga's different, because the show was very PG-13, but the manga... Well,
0: it almost reminds me of, like, you know how there's, like, a Rambo cartoon show? <laughs> <laughs> that is literally how, like, like Roroni Kenshin kind of feels. Because I remember, like, because I've seen Samurai X, I actually have that one. Those ones, that's so good. Do you have
1: Reflections, you... or just a Love and Betrayal?
0: I think I just had the first one, the Love and Betrayal one. Okay. But it is one of those ones, like, you watch, but I've seen the other one, too... But you watch those, you're like, this is so good. And then it's like, you kind of go watch the, the show. And as a kid, you would never have noticed it. But like, when you watch it, like as an adult, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this is like totally like the super PG version of it where it's like, I'm not really saying it's bad, but I remember like, I, when I tried rewatching it, it was like, oh, this is a little bit too like kid anime. Well, it you know? did do the thing I, with
1: I, archetypes. Like there's the kid, there's the be- there's the main character, there's the big strong guy, there's girl.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's girl. But and, which probably if I've got if probably if I would have sat down and actually watched a little bit more episodes, I probably would get back into it and go, okay, that's how it is. But for some reason I was thinking I, I my head I pictured it more like it was in the same category as like Full Metal Alchemist, but I'm like, I guess it's not exactly that.
1: It's like, you know, um I watched a little bit of it. i remember liking it, even as a kid, because there's that my uh, my aspect like I'll get judged for watching this because I was in middle school when it was happening, and that's where you still had to. You like anime, you got to bottle that shit up because they'll they'll hunt you down if they know. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> they'll smell it on your breath. Like, I like, <laughs> <"We> got one. <laughs> you know? It's like you know, just like quick. He's been, been he's been drinking from the Japanese pond. <laughs> he's one of them. No, but like. um Ronnie Kinch was one that like I watched it for a while cuz my friend the like, fuck this is going to date me like a motherfucker. Um he got the VHSs of it. <laughs> and, like it would be like there is like four to six episodes on each VHS and um I would just watch it and every time one came out I would borrow it from him after like after he was done watching it. And that's kind of how I would get get into the show. And I watched it all the way up until like probably a second or third season apparently like most animes it did the thing where it diverts away from what the manga was doing and apparently like, what you can't write that faster yeah oh, i'm writing and drugs not fast <laughs> enough <laughs> get to work boy <laughs> that's how it almost feels like japanese go back in your
0: closet and draw your funny books <laughs> yeah. and I, that's unless i pick like anime or like manga artists because it just sounds like they are these people that are like left alone for like an entire year and then they just like come out like i've brought you a book master yeah, I guess we could publish this shit.
1: I don't even feel like it's so much like that because they almost they they seem to really have like highly value create creativity and like create their own stuff in Japanese culture. That's yeah. they don't the have, have mom
0: and pop in Okinawa,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 the equivalent. <laughs> They're just a fisherman family.
0: <laughs> They're like, well, we gotta have this samurai or this Roni Kenshin appeal to
1: mom and pop Oklahoma. Name it Samurai X. <laughs> We'll get the uh, baby boomer generation, you know, with this shit. Yeah. No, like, um, the, the, I remember, like, I kind of watched it all the way up through, like, Shishio. A little bit into, there's the season where they had, like, I, I doubt this came to. I was like, I doubt this one's coming to, um, tsunami. Uh, there's one where there's a group of Christians that lead a revolt against the Japanese government because the japanese government and this is this is part of history and even they have this is sort of what the um to a certain extent certain extent what the uh newest martin scorsese movie's about about the japanese mm-hmm. going and executing anybody who's not a buddhist which i'm sure what if that movie turned out like all sounds like oh fuck this is a runny can't you just comes, comes in starts like <laughs> taking fuckers out Martin's like, yeah, I always love this. He's like, I always love this anime shit. You know, I could never make it before. I was afraid I was going to judge, judged. Like, you know what? I, I was afraid that, that you know, George
0: Lucas was going to come in and pre-pressure me and bully me around, Sam you know. Spielberg. And then Francis Ford Coppola's like, what, you're not doing fucking mobster shit, you fucking pussy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're doing kung fu movies now, huh? You're going to go hang out with Quentin Tarantino? I was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe I will. He likes to People, know I who watch watch yeah. No, but like I feel like um that whole cuz cuz like that so basically they had like it was this whole thing about the Japanese government versus the the Christian like uh this Christian like mafia, Christian mafia. I don't know. This pretty much are because you know it's you know the Christians for a
0: thousand years went and bullied everybody else's country around to convert to their thing. So when they finally, that's the same thing like in the eighteen hundreds of like the Once Upon a Time in China and all that stuff. Of you know pretty much, fucking Jet Li's character, um Well, what's what's his name? That real life guy that they made like over a hundred movies on. Like he's pretty much defending like, the fearless, traditional Chinese. Which the one? guy
1: from Fearless, that guy?
0: Yeah, I think it's the same guy. Um, God, I can't think of his name. He's got the fucking song that plays every single time, which I don't think the song actually says his, his name in it, but I always just say the name because I don't know the Chinese lyrics. <laughs> but, um, like, that story, too, where he's defending pretty much the Chinese traditions against the American, like, imperialist and British coming in, trying to, like, force their values onto it. I think that one's more British most of the time, but there is Americans as well.
1: Yeah, and he... Um...
0: Goddamn Americans and British always going after the poor Chinese <laughs> folks and the Japanese.
1: And this, yeah, and so basically it was like Kenshin kind of, Kenshin and his whole crew coming between them trying, because, you know, they had evil Japanese guys trying to kill all the Christians. They had Christians trying to kill all of them and good guys and bad guys on both sides. And I, and that's like the last season I saw. And because that's where I moved from, because this is when I lived in San Jose, and then I moved to Sonora after that. So, that's the last of it that I saw. And I doubt that maybe it did, but I highly doubt that season went to Toonami well, bringing in a whole episode about religion and countrymen. And apparently as far as the movies go, as far as I understand it stops at Shishio because that's apparently, I'm not sure how far the mangas went, but I know uh, Yeah, there is a whole subplot about Inishi coming in and trying to co- get like revenge on Kenshin for actually killing Tomo back in, I guess Samurai X Love and Betrayal is what the uh, American version would be. But yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those ones, like, that's actually, I wouldn't mind going out and getting that manga and just seeing what that one's all about. Because lots of times, like, I just kind of go for some shows, like, well, why am I getting the manga? I mean, I saw the entire anime. I mean, is it really, I mean, it'll be different. be different not saying it's not going to be different, but I was like, you're kind of going to know the main plot points unless they really, like, deviated from it. But that one, to me, it's like, well, I didn't really watch the TV show too much. I mean, I caught episodes, but I didn't watch it. I don't know why, for some reason, that show, I didn't watch it, like... A full metal alchemist, or an Inuyasha, or a Cowboy Bebop, or a Dragon Ball Z. I don't know why, because at that time period we didn't have a whole lot of choices. You think I would have been so grateful to have one more? I think, but somehow, some way, I only, I only really saw like maybe ten episodes
1: or so. I remember the sh- thinking back on the show. The show has really good moments. I don't know if it would hold up to me now because that was at a time where you're you were limited, and when you start watching something like anything, like you should be told. You know what? I talk all this shit on Adventure Time. I never got into Adventure Time, but I better, I guarantee you, if you sat me in a room and forced me to watch ten episodes of it, I'd probably you like
0: it by ten episodes. Probably. I'd probably
1: be hooked in and kind of curious where it was going. So, <laughs> if it was good, that is. So, um, I'm assuming. So, probably same thing for Kenshin. After like you know, probably ten, fifteen episodes of Kenshin, I'm probably hooked in, seeing where, and I like the characters by then. Assuming they did its, it did its job. So I think that by this point, like, it wouldn't be – maybe not held, held up as well, but I think there is some nostalgia there. And I think the movies, what they do is – because it was way darker than the, the TV show. So either it's going more off the manga, which I never read, which maybe the manga is way darker. Mm-hmm. Or it's just kind of like, you know what? The audience has grown up by this point. We have no problem making it rated R.
0: Well, that's what I like about the movies is because the movies just takes it like, oh, it's, it's full on rated R. It's super serious. You know, it's violent, and, like, these are all big major issues going on, and that's what I like about but it still has an anime vibe to it. I think that was what was kind of cool. They weren't trying to pull that out of it, which I think that's always the downfall to trying to make, you know, you, when you make, it, like, you want to still have that little bit of anime-ness in there, or else it's just going to feel like, it's not going to feel like, a you know, an anime property. It's going to come across as something else. And I think those Roroni Kenshin movies, like, those right there, I consider that's, like, the definition of, like, the best live-action adaptations I have seen so far on anything anime, manga. Well, you know? Because the other ones are pretty good, too. Is I didn't get to see them all, but was the Death Note ones were good. The only downfall is they like, they made Ryuk. They just made him, like, a CG character. So he just, like, st- stood out like a sore thumb because his CG wasn't that great. William Dafoe's voice
1: was, him in the American version.
0: Does he? William Defoe. Well, I watched in Japanese, so I didn't know. No, but...
1: no, they're coming out with an American version made by the same guy. It's going to be a Netflix series, but it's made by the same guy who did Your Next and The Guest.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. It'd be cool if they just had William Defoe just, like, literally, like, hung up on strings, like, no fucking real yeah. makeup or anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> just have the costume on, and, like, oh my God, that would be Just was spray
1: gone. paint his face white and just have William Defoe just in casual clothing. That would be, yeah. Yeah, like, it just hung up like
0: strings, like, just, like, floating, you know what I mean? Don't give him CG or whatever they might do, like, no, 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 literally just have him in there, like, a fucking full-on prop, because that, to me, like, in the Japanese one, I think that was the only thing that was missing, it's like, dude, they should have just got a guy in a costume, like, how hard would that fucking be? It's not like Ryuk's, like, doing too much, he's just, like, in the corner, you could tie him up to the back corner of the guy's bedroom and just have him hang there. Yo, what's up?
1: I'm trying to remember who's playing, someone's playing lights, uh... It's not the uh, oh God who's playing Light, and it, it's his name's Light Turner, so they're making it American. Um, yeah,
0: I would assume so because once again, Mom, Pop, in Oklahoma is not going to understand well, Japanese problems.
1: Bear with me on this double standard right here. For me, it's one of those things. It's what it's like. Okay, you're just making the American version, so I get it. If you went, if you decide to make a full-on Japanese version of it that followed more closely to the anime or the manga or whatever, that'd be cool. But I know they're not going to do that. So yeah. it's like one of those things, if you're willing to make an American version that follows it closely, just don't have it be, it's set in Japan, but we got a white foreign exchange student. Just like, no, it's it's Japanese. Make them Japanese. So doing the American version, just myth an American cast, I get that. It's the whole, well, we're going to Japan, yet we're focusing on a white guy. That's where it really annoys me.
0: Yeah. And that's different, because I understand. That's sort of like, it's literally... Sounds like they're just doing Death Note, but American. It's style. like it's, it's like
1: Departed, because like The Departed is technically that's the Boston version of a Chinese crime story, mm-hmm.
0: and that's the same thing. You could even say with like taking other movies to like Old Boy, and you know it's like well they're doing just the American version of that, or and I I, know, I feel like as long as you just say that it's when you kind of do like the half half like well, we don't want to step on anybody's toes. So we're going to still keep it Japanese, but we don't want Japanese people in the, as the main characters because that scares away mom and pop in Oklahoma and New Jersey. So we got to be like, it's like, okay, just just, just, just go, go balls out. You know what I mean? Like, I think as well once like, nobody's going to care. Like, I mean, how many people, there's always going to be that guy who's like, oh, they put an Indian guy on the cover of this movie. Well, I ain't fucking seeing it then. Yeah. But realistically, like, is that guy like, is He's not going to make the or market? rape that movie for you? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, somebody's going to walk in and be like, oh, they put a jappy on the cover of the ghost in the shell. What a fuck. Well, that guy's not going to see the movie probably in the first place, no matter what, no matter who you put on the cover. Like you're not losing really anybody. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think most people really care. You know what I mean? Like as long as the only time that people like you're generally going to care is like, do I have to read the movie? That's the, that's the only thing that might make and break it for like people. But I do not think anybody legitimately cares unless they're just like
1: born, born racist, you know? <laughs> Well, I, I, there's another example, like, another a ne- another negative example of this. Now, I didn't see either of the movies, but as far as I understand, like, it, it's that Japanese horror stuff, which doesn't really reach out to me. But there's, like, The Grudge. The Grudge was an American remake of a pre-existing Japanese movie. As far as I know, it was a the, – the, the American Grudge took place in Japan. It was just an American couple living in Japan. And it's like, why the fuck are – if you're going to do an American remake, might as well make it take place in America and have it be an American ghost haunting them. You know, that that to me, it's just one of those things like, let's well, yeah. just watch the Japanese version and just put on the Amer- – if you don't like reading, just put on the fucking, like, voiceover. Shit.
0: Yeah, that that to me – it's that's always such a goofy one because I want people like – I don't mind. I, I can read all day long movie because I here. love like, – because I, I, I just love – you know what I mean? Like – you know, like, a lot of times in animes, unless the anime, if the anime dub's good, like, I'll, I'll choose the dub over that, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I watch so many, like, Chinese and Japanese and other foreign-type movies all the time That's like, I could sit there and read nine hours of a movie. It does not bother me, you know what I mean? I just got so used to it. I can do that in a video game. Fuck, I played Final Fantasy fifteen the entire way through in Japanese.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, or if it's, like, something, like, they put on, like, a, uh, um, a, uh, shit, what was the example I was going to make here? They if, like, if they've had, like, Evangelion or something, and they're just like, you know what? It's going to be full-on Japanese, full-on Japanese remake. I'm like, okay, cool. If they were going to do that and, like, have it be in Japanese, fine. I'd watch it. It's just, like, that whole thing of what they do is, like, it's going to take place in Japan, but we're getting white people. That That's just where it annoys me at. Just, like, you know, what's like, the fucking point in the first place, then?
0: Yeah, it's just, I just – I think that, to me, is just, like, that, like, you're trying to be too safe and then almost being, like, too, like – almost, like, PC towards, like, American people. Like, you're afraid that they're going to judge you because you have put, like, some other... It's just such a weird concept. It's like, if anything, too, it's like, well, then just get, like, an actor that, like, you trust. Or, like, the thing, too, is, like, here's, let's use the Great Wall for an example. What that movie should be is it should be, like, maybe Chinese characters first and foremost, and Matt Damon's, like, more like the bonus. He's, like, the and character, you know what I mean?
1: Maybe a like, side character. This, this,
0: this, and Matt Damon. Like, that's fine, you know what I mean? Use him as, like, sort of a bonus selling point. But he's not maybe the main character. It's you kind know, of like Prince of Persia. The like
1: all three – like all the main sellers of Prince of Persia don't even look Persian. They look like white people. Well, they on they get like,
0: literally like the whitest actors can – and I will say that Jake Gyllenhaal, like he fucking like 100% like acts his way into being that character. I will say like – yeah, It's like, oh, whoa. It's like you will believe that a Jake Gyllenhaal can be Persian. But <laughs> at the same time, when, when I know that Jake Gyllenhaal's not Persian. he's just He's just that good of an actor that he could like – fool people but it is still sort of like that to me comes across as like that seems just really racist
1: yeah you know? they just literally spray them. that's all they did so it's like you know what i mean that's a uh, that's equivalent of like
0: okay we, we could do it the reverse way where it's like we're gonna have you know an abraham lincoln movie but we're gonna get you know iraq's number one actor to come by and play i'm gonna like, white face no. him <laughs> you know how much that would piss people off in america like if you got like i'm using a country that people like would be threatened by like, okay, let's say if you got super like Iraqi, super like Saudi Arabian actor and he played Abraham Lincoln in a full-on American movie, that would seem like wrong, correct? You know what I mean? Like people would get all weird about that, but it's like, that's the exact same thing you're doing. You're not doing anything different. You're just doing that with other people's characters, but then putting in just a super white guy into there or a super, you know, white girl or what have you. It's, it's just a weird concept. I don't know.
1: It is, yeah. So it's one of those things that maybe, hopefully they'll get past that.
0: I don't know. Hopefully they will, and we can just have...
1: I mean, like, the well, was that great wall movie? I'll probably, I'll probably go see it anyway, because I don't, I don't give a fuck. Looks cool. Got Matt Damon. <laughs> got it doesn't Matt look Damon. that cool, to me, I'll be honest. It doesn't look that good to me. Eh, I, I guess I just like
0: things. Like, I'm, just, I'm so open nowadays. You're it's just like, so positive.
1: You're just like, let's so give it a positive. shot. I'm
0: like, it's Matt Damon shooting monsters.
1: What more do I need in life? You know what I mean? I, I'm not asking for much,
0: mm-hmm. you no, know? Gotcha. It so. just
1: doesn't jump out at me. There's a time when, like, a big, like... I don't know. Maybe it's because well, I, I know we're pushing two hours, so I'll make this real quick. Yeah, we it's we're like, probably getting close. That's what always happens whenever like you get like a
0: mid cut in between, then you kind of forget like what the time has been.
1: I'll make this real quick, but it's like one of those things where it's like you have, um, it's like there's a time where a major like action adventure blockbuster was such a big deal, but now special effects are so good and you can pump them out so easily. Now like a big giant adventure blockbuster doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, like,
0: because, you know, CG is one of those things like I'm not the biggest fan of CG stuff. It's like I I accept it, but I I would prefer a live action movie way more than a cartoon Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I'll go see it. What the hey? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. can't imagine being bad, you know what I mean? It t- takes a lot for a movie to be pretty bad, you know?
1: we'll see what happens, I guess. you have to let me know about that. To, by then, hopefully, I'll see John Wick.
0: Speaking of which, you're going to see that Jamie Foxx action movie
1: that's come out that you say he's not an A-list actor? Look, I'll see – I'm not <laughs> saying that he can't I'm – I'm not saying that Jamie Foxx can't sell a movie. I'm saying how often do you see, like, just that – like, how many people do you see like, that aren't Will Smith or Denzel Washington – in, like, leading roles when it comes to people of color. That's all I'm saying. Like, major, like, I'm talking about your big, big, like, you know, tentpole movies. Exactly. Though by this point, Denzel's probably been doing more, like, dramatic stuff lately, more than genre lately. Well, he does, like, it seems like he does, like, half-half. He does action movies, like Super Balls-to-the-Wall action movies. Magnificent Seven, never mind, I'm totally Yeah,
0: Magnificent Seven and The Equalizer, and and then he does, like, his drama movies, too, like Fences, just, like, kind of... It's like he almost like flip-flops. He's like, okay, you get the killing in, then you get the emotion in. Get the killing you get and then you get the crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for Denzel lot of he doesn't cry. But he makes other people cry in movies. He will, like,
1: he'll just, you know, like. No, don't be wrong. So like I, Will Smith's really good, and Denzel Washington's one of my favorite actors, but it just seems like those are like the only two like black dudes they get for like major, major motion pictures. Where it's like, you know, you can still have a major you should have like a big like you know, Warner Brothers or Universal movie with someone of like a different ethnicity, but it's just like, it seems like we got to get a white guy. It's always that, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it's almost like that. It's the old fashioned fast and the furious kind of style. That's like, that's what Paul Walker pretty much was. You know what I mean? You really have this Mexican movie. <laughs> it's just, like slap
1: Paul Walker in there, which I will say in the long run, you're like, well, that's my relatable. That's my gateway character. <laughs> well, now that now to make up for Paul Walker, it's like, okay, now, Paul Walker, Jason Statham, yeah, Jason Statham, Charlize Theron, and Kurt Russell. So we got to make up for the whiteness. <laughs> we we got different. We got different levels of gateway characters no, not, depending on what age range you're. None of them were like the main character that Paul Walker was. The three of them combined, you know, that's just <laughs> to, be to that. create it, you know. <laughs> but that's kind of how it
0: was, because like when you first watched Fast and Furious, that's what it was. It sh- it almost is like should be a full-on Mexican movie, but, <laughs> but then you got to have Paul Walker in there just to. Wait, I'm not complaining. That's that's Fast and the Furious, but you could tell that he's like literally your gateway character. Mm. But yeah, movies, they're always fun. Batman, full of John Wick, fucking education. I'm Spencer hey, Scott Holmes. Brian Dunnigan. Check out oldmanoins.com. Till then we'll see you some other time. Later folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there won't cost you a penny but it sends us a little something our way thanks for listening and tune in next week to old man orange